0: Hello and welcome to the HAM Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ.
1: And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ.
0: Here's that drop. Let's get started, shall we? Well, hello, Leia. Hello. We're back. We're back. Officially.
1: Last week There was out. a
0: podcast last week. Uh-huh. There's a podcast this week.
1: We're back. We're back. was a pretty long streak we went for, though. Let's...
0: You know, we all need a little break now and then.
1: Uh, yeah. So it's good. It's good. Good to be back. It's just that our, our bodies tell us <laughs> when when that break. In is.
0: in this case, our bodies officially said you break now.
1: Uh, go to sleep. If there
0: was any <laughs> other type of sickness we had, we probably would have We have fought through We have. So, we <laughs> so, so many we, we have so many times. <laughs> this official that was officially like, No, you would be coughing. Yeah every moment of the podcast but it's good to be back. But
1: I have really good news for everybody who needs a vitamin C boost. Oh, Sunny D is coming out with a hard seltzer. It hits Walmart on March 11th. And I swear if we are not drinking it on the following podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: after the hot Tampico talk that we had last podcast, <laughs> ha- not having Sunny Delight in this whatever form that they're making it. Actually, what we'll probably do. I'm 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 probably this is probably what we'll do. I will go buy the hard whatever seltzer yeah, good thing luck. is. Good luck. I will try. But I will also just get some regular Sunny D.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Add some seltzer water. Uh-huh. And vodka. Okay. And I bet you that will taste better than whatever it is Sunny Delights make.
1: But what about Tampico? Oh, well,
0: that's a lot. Tampico's good though. I prefer Tampico over Sunny Delight. The kids
1: would lose their minds. I don't think the kids have ever had Sunny D or Tampico. <laughs> they had to be like, what is this nectar of the guts? It's so good.
0: <laughs> the real jam, though, is if you're from Southern California, carne asada that has Tampico yes. as one of the ingredients in the marinade. Well, why oh. don't
1: you go ahead and oh. like buy the Tampico and buy some carne asada. Mm-hmm. And we'll just use the leftover Tampico mm-hmm. to make carne asada.
0: Well, so, I mean, you know, back east they got the bodega, right? Yes. Out here, carne asada, yeah. Yeah, that's the spot mm. that's where you go like that is where you get like the the crazy mexican chips
1: the, the all wagon the mexican wheels? snacks
0: the wag wheels the wagon wheels those are doritos right or what do no. they call those what do they call that i don't know i, I it doesn't matter Mo- motor or something it doesn't matter uh just all the the mexican snacks right Uh huh. like the the rosas uh almond candy
1: de la rosas de la rosas uh-huh. and then in the back windows so it's it's lucas. like
0: Lucas. oh so much lucas it's like a Seven Eleven, but mexican in the front yes and then just a butcher in the back <laughs> where they're just making they're cutting up like skirt steak and flat meat and just throwing tampico on one it. of our local carnivores
1: so is uh where i get the um tomahawk steaks though
0: Oh, no, I mean, there's, le- they're like legit butcher shops, too, yeah, too, but I'm talking like just the local joints in Whittier. And like, you that can was get just a like tomahawk
1: in. steak from them for like, I want to say $13, $14 a pound. That's not bad. Yeah, which is that, uh, I don't know how that stacks up against the rest of the country, but our beef prices are pretty high out here, so.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Radio Crash Course. I don't think you were ready for that kind of opening. But uh, thanks again for clicking on the podcast. We like to start the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute.
1: It's never a minute.
0: Today I want to talk about my new love in Ham Radio.
1: Uh, yeah, you're better be. you're, better you're my be.
0: only love, but in <laughs> Ham Radio. I have something that I am, uh, I knew I'd love it. I've just never experienced it. But now that I've experienced it, I said, yes, Josh, you were on the right path from the beginning. Wow. The rollover mast support what game changer
1: what is a rollover mast support
0: okay so you're familiar with an antenna mast right mm-hmm. a big vertical thing that you either put an antenna up on top of or you use it as like a center position to run long wire through sure right so oftentimes erecting a mast can come in a couple of ways right you can have a tripod right you can have a series of slack line guy lines that like center it and square it up or you just take a big hunk of metal that has a flat base you roll your tire over it on your big heavy truck and there's a socket like a a a cylinder at the base of this metal flat that is perfectly sized to the diameter of the mast you're putting in it what's happening so it holds the mast vertical using just the weight of your truck as the stabilizer for the mast support.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So all you got to do is you get out of your truck, put the mast support behind the back wheel, roll your truck centered on this little flat piece of metal, and then slide the mast in. You're done. Wow. You're done. And that's what I did for the Poda activation I did last weekend. And it was glorious absolutely fantastic
1: that truck's really doing a lot for you
0: i love it there was um there's many mass supports like this there's many systems that do this uh tn07 i think is one i have the chameleon version really really Chameleon. Nice. very very rugged mm-hmm. very strong really wide base it, it's it's awesome i cannot say enough on that so if you if you're looking for a way to get into doing poda but you want to be like vehicle based and you don't really want, and you want something easy um, and you don't have like a, a fixed mount on your vehicle. These rollover mass supports, they come in all kinds of different prices and sizes. You can find one that'll fit your bill, I'm pretty sure. And then it's just a matter of like pretty much taking any mass that you want. It could be a telescoping fiberglass mass, carbon fiber, could be metal, whatever. Match it to the right size. You're good to go. It was a.
1: What's this is real infomercial thing? Revelation. Right You just need, like, some guy who's, like, poorly trying to erect his mast, Mm -hmm. right? And then... There
0: has to be a better way.
1: Yes. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I mean, that's the best part about it is you don't need some guy or guys.
1: Okay. See what I did there? Uh Uh-huh. You don't see what I did. Guys. Guys. Mm I I get it. okay. Okay. Oh, I should laugh more heartily at that. Excuse me.
0: Well, Leia, you dazzled us last week.
1: I mean, okay.
0: <laughs> Leia's continuing on. What question are we on, Leia?
1: I'm on question 23 of 35. Generally, who should respond to a station in the contiguous 48 states? Who calls CQDX? Mm. A, only stations in Germany. Only. <laughs> B, any stations outside the lower 48 states. C, any caller is welcome to respond. Or D, only contest stations. The answer is B, any stations outside the lower 48 states.
0: In this case, DX stands for Deutschland Exchange. <laughs>
1: Everybody really wants Germany. (laughs) I mean, they do
0: in the States. Yeah. On like on the West Coast, if I can hear Germany, that's that's a pretty good day.
1: Which of the following must be a must a person have before they can be an administering VE for a technician class license examination? A. Possession of a properly obtained telegraphy (laughs) license. B, receipt of a Certificate of Successful Completion of Examination, CSCE, for General Class, Mm. C, an FCC General Class or Higher License and VEC Accreditation, or D, notification to the FCC that you want to give an examination. (laughs) Hey, FCC, I'm going to give tests. I want to give like tests and (laughs) stuff. This is me notifying you. The answer is C, an FCC general class or higher license and a VEC accreditation.
0: I just, like, wrote it on a coconut. (laughs) Sent it by. But I got enough postage that.
1: No, you sent it by Bird. (laughs) Where'd you get the coconuts? We
0: found them. You found them
1: in Mercia? Coconuts are tropical.
0: Okay. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate?
1: (laughs) Which of the following can be a symptom of transmitted RF being picked up by an audio cable carrying AFSK data signals between a computer and a transceiver? A, all of these choices are correct. B, the transmitter signal is distorted. C, the Vox circuit does not unkey the transmitter. Or D, frequent connection timeouts. And the answer is A, all these choices are correct.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The next question reads, it, what is a practical way to avoid harmful interference on an apparently clear frequency before calling CQ on CW or phone? A, send a QSY on CW, or if using phone, announce the frequency is in use, then give your call sign and listen for a response. Mm. B, send QRL on CW or followed by your call sign, or if using phone, ask if the frequency is in use, followed by your call sign. C, send the letter V in Morse code several times and (laughs) listen for a response, or say test several times and listen for a response. D, listen for two minutes before calling CQ. Mm, The answer is B, send QRL on CW, followed by your call sign. Or, if using phone, ask if the frequency is in use, followed by your call sign.
0: Did you get that right? I did. Wow. Whenever I hear QRL, Uh I think of Total Request Live. (laughs) So it's like the ham radio. Carson Daly's about to hop on the band. It's it's the ham radio version of, of Total Request Live.
1: Oh, man. So many of these references. We talked about Sunny D. Now we're talking about TRL and Carson Daly. This is...
0: I got sucked into the rabbit hole of listening to this like documentary that somebody made on YouTube. It was a fantastic documentary. And the voiceover guy sounds like Biden. I think he was actually using like a Biden Biden AI script reader thing. Mm -hmm. And there was so many clips talking about it was it was about uh, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno Mm -hmm. and how Conan didn't get it. Conan. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's the Tonight Show. Yeah. No, uh, Conan didn't get it. It's his whole drawn out thing. But they kept cutting to like Letterman because Letterman was just posting just all these drags on Jay Leno and how he like wronged Conan. It was all these jokes, but he kept throwing it back to who actually is Carson Daly? Because Carson Daly was on at like two, three in the morning. And he's like, what a horrible time slot. It just kept dragging Carson Daly. But the whole point of
1: it is, I don't even know who this guy is. Where did this guy come from? It's
0: so funny. It was so funny.
1: What happened to Carson Daly?
0: I don't know. I think he's still on at three AM. No, he is I not. Don't know. I'm
1: just kidding. No, I an idea. not not in today, right? <laughs> like, I don't know what is happening in Stock TV. I, like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, is it still there? The only SNL I ever see is when it come ac- it comes across on TikTok. <laughs> like,
0: the only there there are only like there are only three things I see of SNL. And yes, it's because of TikTok. And also, when I go back and I look up Celebrity Jeopardy, oh,
1: I love Celebrity Jeopardy.
0: Celebrity Jeopardy is great, but I think Black Jeopardy is one of the funniest things they've made in a long time.
1: Did you hear about the new movie? No. Okay. So is I think it, it was an, I think it was an SNL skit. Okay. Okay, and or or some comedy show, but I think it might have been SNL. And it was based on the trope mm-hmm. that they always kill off the black character first in horror movies, right? Right. But all the characters in the movie are black, <laughs> 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 right? Okay. Okay. So they're all they're all running, mm-hmm. and uh, they end up in a house, and the they're all freaking out, mm-hmm. and then they see that one of their friends appears to be dead he's like laying uh, like you know in a chair he's but and then he gets up and he's like i'm not dead but i'm real mad at you guys for leaving me here okay and uh and then they were like well like how come you didn't get killed And he's like well i'm gay (gasps) and so oh my god okay and then they see a game on the table yeah okay and a tv flickers on and the game is obviously very problematic. <laughs> okay. It's got like this is a, a movie? Pla- no, it's I think. It's oh, it's a an skit. S&L skit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, the the game master pops on with a mask on, and he's like, uh, "If you don't play this game, your friend is gonna die." And then mm-hmm. they've got one of the friends. And in the end, the game is supposed to determine who is the blackest. Right. And this is and I feel like we shouldn't even be talking about it because (laughs) neither of us are black. No, so this is not. uh, uh,
0: All I was going to tell people is to go watch that skit. That was my whole point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that skit was so popular, they turned it into a movie. It's really a movie. Yes.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. So anyway, everybody, you can go look this up. Black Jeopardy, particularly the one with Tom Hanks, where he's playing like Darnell, I think his name is or something like that. Uh And he's, like, a white, southern, if not, you know, Midwest guy. Okay. And you have to go watch it. I don't want to spoil any of this. It is one of the funniest skits on Saturday Night Live. And then the other one with the two Weekend Update guys where they write each other's jokes.
1: Oh, and one is black and one is white. And the black
0: guy (laughs) writes the white guy's jokes. And they're super, like, like, I don't even know. So So racist. racist. And And he's got to read them. And he has to read them. (laughs) And the black guy keeps going, oh, I don't know that you should say that. He's the one wrote the jokes. It is so funny. It is so freaking funny. It is the funniest thing that's come. And Saturday Night Live has been not great for a very long time. But those are I fine. mean, we wouldn't know. I would, it could yeah. be fine. Is Bill Hader still on? Because that's really the only other person I care about that was ever on.
1: I don't know. I Remember don't know who's on was, SNL anymore. Anyway. Bill
0: Hader was the club guy?
1: Yes. <laughs> this the new york city club guy. <laughs> so good. just the, and he new York hottest club he
0: would break so often.
1: <laughs> it would break constantly <laughs> because it's just the most ludicrous ideas oh, it's so but good. what like hurt me a little bit is that i have gone to many a club <laughs> where
0: it's described <laughs> like he's describing it
1: And it's, they were so outlandish, right? Like, I don't know if you remember when they first opened Tao at the Venetian.
0: I haven't been to any clubs in Las Vegas.
1: So when they first opened Tao, I was a a young club girl, okay? A young Asian about town
0: (laughs) who goes to clubs, as they do.
1: And I had tons of hookups Mm -hmm. with... You know, Club promoter. Yeah, exactly. Which is why when I went recently, mm-hmm. well, not that recently, a couple, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. for my sister's toilet, I knew exactly what to do to avoid the line. Right? <laughs> yes. Which I didn't necessarily think would work for a middle-aged woman. <laughs> but... Write it. Worked fine. Write <laughs> it. Like,
0: and so... It cracks me up, too, that, like, all these young girls are looking at you just like a god. <laughs>
1: how did you know how did what you did know you to flip say? over
0: how did, did you know you? to flip the chair over and then use the leg of the chair to open the bottle <laughs> it's like what <laughs> that's my favorite thing like i know <laughs> i know it came a little hard for some of the generations on the last episode on the ham radio minute but like what do kids today do when they want to drink and they don't have like do they just crawl up in a ball and go they like google well, that's it. not happening tonight. They
1: google it the the fact of the matter is that there is no more trial and error because you realize yeah. that someone has already gone through the trial for you and will tell you the exact way to do it.
0: I just, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. And But like that, they didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like that had not come up with in their lives.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: That's just crazy to me. I don't know.
1: But Tao when it first opened.
0: I know that we're in the middle of the ham test and we're just rambling already. This is gonna be a long one.
1: Its gimmick mm-hmm. was that there were bathtubs aligning the entry walkway filled with water and like rose petals with naked women in them. Okay? Like fully naked? Yeah, they were naked women in the coppice
0: or naked. They
1: were they were submerged cuz like you could see the bathtubs from the walkway into the Venetian from the street. Oh, it's on the street? They were external tubs? They were in the walkway. Like Okay, but like usually so when the you enter a club in enter.
0: Vegas, it's in the casino.
1: Well, there is an external door to Tau to the venetian
0: and they had the tub and there's a outside? walkway
1: no there's a walkway uh-huh. to enter the venetian yeah and then there's a walkway to Tao.
0: okay but it's in closed doors these tubs no it was outside yes and then that like crazy. and
1: then the um i want to say that the ceilings were like draped with like greenery mm-hmm. right and so it was also it, it was like this very like sensual kind of thing that they were going for it was like a sexy but Cialis then, ad but then you would go in and then it was like like Buddhist statues <laughs> what I know this is, this is this is crazy like when we talk about Bill Hader talking about clubs some of the things are not that crazy <laughs> it sounds like it yeah and then so you you come in mm-hmm. it's just a a ton of like like buddhist and asian artifacts mm-hmm. in, in what is like kind of a dining room but like more like a bar seating area anyways i guess that's where they used to do dinner service but oh, okay. the, the recent time that i went there there was no dinner service um then you go in, and there's different levels to the club, right? Sure. There's the peon level, right? Right, right. This is the then, one that you
0: could look up to the yeah, and then you like look up tier. to VIP, right?
1: Right, and then there's an upper level to VIP, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's separate bars, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're a VIP, you can go anywhere in the club, right? But if you are not VIP, you're basically restricted to this mosh pit of people, mm. right?
0: You have. You have upgraded your Tao experience to the Bodhisattva level.
1: But the confusing thing is that it appeared Mm -hmm. that the bottom level Mm -hmm. didn't have a smoking patio, which is like very bizarre for a club. Mm -hmm. Right. And then on the vip level there mm-hmm. was a smoking patio but it was literally like i don't i don't know if this exists anywhere else in the country but at the very least in california mm-hmm. there are a lot of houses built where there is just this small strip of patio mm-hmm. that connects to usually an upstairs bedroom or something right that would allow no more than like 10 people <laughs> to step out onto this area to look out on your suburban street. I don't right. know what they were for. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right.
1: If you'd like to smoke, you must upgrade your experience to the Quan Chi level. <laughs> so anyways, so that
0: that requires bottle service.
1: That had a very small patio like that mm-hmm. overlooking uh a fountain <laughs> like one <Fantastic>. of the <laughs> The whole thing was really strange. And then the gimmick was that for, for birthdays, yeah. they would make like this big deal where like a bunch of scantily clad waitresses would come out and then they'd have like sparklers all around sticking out of things. And then and then you'd get like a champagne bottle. It was never cake or anything. It was like a champagne bottle, maybe like a, um, a bucket with ice and champagne, but sparklers in it. And you're like... And it would just be in a very tightly packed club <laughs>
0: with just sparklers everywhere. Excellent. I love this.
1: <sighs> yeah. So that's just one club experience that is yes. true. How did we get here? <laughs> Bill Nader. Hader. Yes. Very good. Yeah. All right. Was that? I think question I'm on question five. Four? Come oh, okay. on, question five now. Okay, what is an advantage of a digital voltmeter as compared to an analog voltmeter? A better precision precision for most uses. B better for RF measurements. C better for measuring computer circuits. D faster response. Hmm. And the answer is A better precision yes. for most uses. I think that's it for me. Right? Was that four or five?
0: I think it was four, but it, you know it doesn't matter. You want to go to another one? No, I'm good. Okay. Lay it.
1: Good job. Yeah. I'm 100. very proud. I'm very Thanks. proud. This is wonderful. I mean, this isn't the same response you gave me last time where you were like, what is happening?
0: <laughs> what is it? Ha- well, I mean, you know, that was the surprise moment.
1: I, I didn't study this week, though.
0: <laughs> so, How many practice tests did you get through?
1: Like three.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good retention. I'm, I'm impressed again. See? <laughs> it doesn't take much for me. If you'd like to study along with Leia, we suggest hamstudy.org, a fantastic free website where you can take practice exams like Leia, and it gives you a really nice histogram, if you will, on all your previous tests, and it tells you which sub-elements, which is kind of like the chapters of the tests, that you need to work on.
1: The best thing about hamstudy, though— is that it has this explain?
0: There's a little tab, little yeah. like dog-eared page on the question. And when it you also, the
1: and you can also select I don't know, mm. and that's actually if anybody has effectively studied four tests, you know, you're better off learning the right answer than choosing the wrong answer
0: and committing that to memory. Accidentally. Right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty nifty. Um, also, it's free.
0: It's free. Yeah. So check out hamstudy.org. The website is free. They do have yeah. a companion app. for. And
1: when you take the test with mm-hmm. the HRCC VCs, which... Oh, I need to update the website. Sorry. Sorry. Somebody contacted me to update the website to redirect to the right Good testing idea. site. <laughs> Good idea. Good um, idea. When you test with uh, Glarg, mm-hmm. um, who uh, most of the HRCC VCs are... You know, affiliated with Glarg, Mm -hmm. Uh, they use the Ham Study version of the online test. So, Uh, right, it's
0: called Exam Tools.
1: Yeah, so it is an identical experience. So you're not going to have to kind of like reacclimate yourself to another like look or GUI. Right.
0: Let's let's put into perspective how influential HamStudy.org is. Right. So not only do you have a an amazing study website. Yes. Right. And a companion app. I think it's like five bucks for the app or whatever. But Ham Study, right? They created Exam Tools, which is a software title, software package that can run on tablets. It can run on computers, whatever.
1: You could get in your bathtub with a tablet and you can. take your exam.
0: Just like you would a Tao. One of the exam sites. One of the exam sites the parking lot of the venetian <coughs> you could take your i
1: should note that if anybody is now excited about that feature of Tao, it is no longer there it is gone there are just empty bathtubs
0: wow that's disappointing
1: i think there's still water and and like rose petals in it mm-hmm. there's just no n- women Oh okay yeah no men either if that's just yeah yeah okay. there's no people in it <laughs>
0: so exam tools is now kind of like the the approved or the most commonly used software title for online testing right so all hamstudy.org, and then they have Signal Stuff Signal Stick, which is their antennas that they make, all made in America, made in Utah, I believe, that the the proceeds of that antenna go to fund things like hamstudy and exam tools. I just, I can't say enough about uh, hamstudy.org and really all the fine work that uh, Richard KD7BBC does. For Ham Radio. He was on my live stream. Back he
1: doesn't in... even go on hiatus. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> on,
0: if you go to my channel, go to the live streams and go to January 14th, you can see the live stream we did with uh, Richard. And really, really inspirational because he basically has always wanted to build something like ham study and exam tools. And he made signal stick not to just like make money right cuz there's lots of companies that make ham radio antennas for money and all that stuff he made it specifically because he wanted to use it to fund the growth of the hobby that was specifically That's why incredible. he created why i mean they had been making those antennas for a very long time and he talks about it he's like it's kind of like dx commander anybody can do this if they want to um but he does and you know offers it at a reasonable price and the proceeds go to like you know fund just all this great stuff that they're doing. Richard is the one that got a lot of people licensed during the pandemic because of his efforts. If it wasn't for him... And maybe someone would have come along and made something like what he did, but he did it. He actually is the one that did it and achieved that.
1: Somebody might have come along and charged for it. right? Maybe, maybe.
0: (laughs) So just put that into perspective. Like when you think about getting a Signal Stuff signal stick or using hamstudy.org or uses exam tools because you tested online, it's because of people like Richard and what he's done. Really, really great. Fantastic uh, member of our community. And I just big, big shout out. Um, I'm just humbled talking to him it was so much fun to do that live stream so also if you don't own
1: a signal stick like why don't you
0: yeah seriously so links in the description I am an affiliate for signal stick I do like their antennas they actually have tested very well in my videos you can go watch those too um, but link will be in the show notes if you want to go check that out but hey if you want to study via book we also recommend Gordon West's fantastic books that he has available on Amazon there is their technician general and extra. They're available online. You can get them. Links will be in the show notes as well. And then lastly, there's a lot of people, myself included. I got my extra by using the fast track to your ham radio license books. They're available on audible. I obviously used the one for extra a couple of many, I don't even know how many years ago now, but anyway, uh, works really well. It's a really good book series and the way that they do their audio books is fantastic. So highly recommended, There's a link in the show notes for everything we've talked about, so go check that out if you are so inclined, and we appreciate it. Remember, extra by April, meaning if you have your general, get your extra by April, but if you don't have your license and you want one, get it. If you want to upgrade from technician to general, do that too. Challenge yourself to whatever the next level is to do it by April. So appreciate y'all. Okay, with that said... Join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That's where you can find the Ham Radio Crash Course. It's where most people listen to our podcast when we look at the metrics. And or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate that. With that said, no reviews.
1: Oh, what a failure. Our first episode we, back was we come back? trash.
0: Why did we even come back? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but that's where you can go if you'd like to drop us a review because we do read them live on this show. Leia? Are you
2: ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you
3: ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go. go, for Let's I shall go. fear no man of peace. Let's go. Let's One foot after on. the other, ready? for I'm prepared to survive.
2: I'm not allergic to
0: bees. Indeed. Leah, welcome to the Preparedness Corner.
1: Before I get into this week's Preparedness Corner, oh, no, I disclaimer. want to talk about a shocking statistic. Shocking. That I read today. Okay. And it came from the fact that we have had at least three highly publicized train derailments. Oh. And and everybody's like, oh, well, it's a conspiracy yeah, they're doing it on purpose, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, there's, there's only one way to know whether or not mm-hmm. this is unusual. Mm-hmm. What are the typical train derailments for a year? Okay. And keep in mind, like, we're in an area where we don't actually see a ton of trains. Like, we have train tracks, obviously, running through um, through different streets, because
0: We should probably be fair in saying that there are a ton of trains around us. Mm-hmm. We just don't see them because it's generally they're getting out of the Long Beach area, the right. port area, it, in the evening.
1: And really, I think that people don't think about trains very often in terms of the logistics that our country uses. Because, like, everybody assumes planes, trucks, blah, blah, blah. Well,
0: I'm very like, active in the steampunk community, so your assumption oh, is offensive mm-hmm. to I, me and people. I
1: apologize. People. I'm, very, I'm mm-hmm. very sorry about that.
0: I am going to hop in my dirigible and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride my unicycle to my dirigible <laughs> with so many gears on it. So many gears. Okay.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so, so I look it up. There's usually about a 1, thousand eleven hundred train derailments a year that's three a day what yes on average there are three train derailments a day like are we talking like multi- they, not like catastrophic sure like not the way that east palestine no, experienced right. uh, or right. what was it virginia i'm assuming if it was right. like that
0: we'd know more but are we talking just like a trolley car that gets upset one day and just jumps the track or are we talking like multi-car trains
1: like you know, I feel so dumb because uh, train derailments are like one of those things that I put right alongside quicksand for I some reason.
0: Thinking, yes, <laughs> like, like runaway stagecoach, uh, right. quicksand, train derailment—everything I was warned about in the eighties as a child. Right, like things that I will experience in, as and I as I go from my teenage years to adulthood. Right, right,
1: and and it concerns me because. Y- the reality is
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the materials that trains are carrying now have to be a a higher percentage of hazardous goods because those are the things you can't transport by all by of your plane. batteries right like <laughs> all of it, the batteries like really mm-hmm. right yeah. so train derailments are actually more dangerous now than they have ever been before right Theoretically.
0: I mean, hypothetically, but yeah.
1: So uh, there's a lot of news going, uh, coming out about the train derailments, especially the extremely toxic one that happened in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I really do hope that everyone uh, in Ohio is okay, but it it seems pretty apparent that we're not really going to know if they're okay for a while. Right. Right. Uh, and then the most recent incident of, what was it, diesel fuel dumping into one of America's oldest rivers in Virginia. This it's There's a lot going on. So in talking about that, I have found an article titled mm-hmm. Preparing for Toxic Cargo, Emergency Preparedness for Train Accidents and Toxic Spills. This article dates back to 2005.
0: Okay. Before you get started, what was the name of the movie we were recommended to watch about the train accident? I don't know. Do you remember? No. With Adam Driver?
1: Oh, the very bad
0: movie. But that was what the first third of the movie is about, is the train drill. Yeah, yeah. And it's in the Midwest. Yeah. And it's a toxic cloud. And so when this is happening, I was like, we watched the movie about this. The movie is based us. on a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I it was crazy that we spent we spent all this time talking about this movie that was recommended on the podcast, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is literally happening. And you look at that huge plume of smoke.
1: Yes. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is literally like from the movie. It was crazy. And if you haven't seen that movie, don't. That happens, <laughs> and then there is a massive quarantine.
0: Yes, yes, from the people who were potentially right, infected.
1: Right, exactly. So, the article reads. Um, it talks about things happening in the San Bernardino Mountains, and it's uh, it's almost embarrassing for me. White noise that I did not realize, mm-hmm. like how often train derailments happen, mm-hmm. and how absolutely catastrophic they can be. Oh yeah, you know, it's. Uh, so uh, for San Bernardino, I guess, uh, they talk about the importance of an emergency call system, right? Uh,
0: like uh, the emergency line, like on the radio? This is a test of the emergency broadcast system, that kind of thing?
1: Yes. Yeah, so they proposed creating an automated emergency calling system, which could notify residents in any area of a city in case a disaster happens to inform them of the measures they should take. Again, this article's from 2005, so today that would be maybe text messaging Mm -hmm. if you opted in for your city's text messaging, right? And at the time, the idea had a lot of support and then the proposal was rejected because people thought it was too costly.
0: That's literally what happened. That's what's causing the train derailments what cost it all comes down to cost
1: oh because they're not repairing the lines right
0: they're well they're cutting corners on all kinds of safety Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. right like union pacific i think is one of the train carriers but also
1: we've talked about how steel is not the same today as it was before
0: back when Reardon was making it right (laughs) there's a series of movies that you should not watch
1: The movies are not good. So bad. But the Ayn Rand Foundation still gives scholarships to people who read Fountainhead and submit an application with an essay, I think.
0: Fountainhead specifically, not Atlas Shrugged?
1: Uh, I think it's Fountainhead. Okay. Okay. I'm, there might Atlas shrugged is there is might Beirdin's be theme. an Atlas shrugged one. I mean,
0: but Reardon yeah. is from yeah. Atlas so,
1: shrugged. I, like she changes her themes very significantly yeah, I mean, in she's her not, agenda. On, she's not like. that dynamic of an author. You, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, she's dead, but yeah. So, um, the startup cost for about twenty phone lines was estimated at fifty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness. And then there would be obviously maintaining the system and all of these things. And so uh, I don't know that they ever set it up. And, you know, I believe that because after all of the people got snowed in Mm -hmm. in San Bernardino, unable to get out, we can tell there's no investment in infrastructure in San Bernardino. You
0: know where the place is to uh, to set up like some kind of countrywide emergency response team in an unincorporated county. Yes. <laughs> like San Bernardino.
1: If you are in an unincorporated county, I highly recommend you pick up ham radio. <laughs> I highly recommend
0: you dig a well while you're at it, too.
1: Because so, you can do that. When the train derailed in San Bernardino, the investigators blamed a faulty track and erroneous cargo lists for causing the accident. And what? that seems strange because that's sus. Uh, a, a manifest shouldn't that have, I have important. anything to do with how the train travels. I mean, like, weight, I guess?
0: Yeah, weight distribution.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. But do you need a list to tell you how heavy something is as you're loading it onto a train? Like, <laughs> wouldn't uh, you know? I, guess, like, I don't know. Well, so, you see,
0: they put the left side of the car full of tungsten. And the right side of the car,
1: full of feathers. It's really weird. (laughs) So train crew education. Okay, Mm -hmm. this was the next piece. Apparently railroad employees are not adequately trained to deal with hazardous materials, at least not in 2005, Mm -hmm. uh, despite transporting them. That that seems problematic.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. At least to how to, like, deal with it if something bad happens, yeah. right?
1: A Union Pacific engineer... I don't know. we got, like,
0: a whole car of kitty litter. I... We just <laughs> hope that if it derails, <laughs> the kitty litter rips <laughs> apart, just sprays everywhere.
1: Would that help?
0: Well, we'd we, we like to think it
1: would.
0: <laughs> That's why you put it in the middle.
1: So according to a Union Pacific engineer who teaches the safety courses to other employees... Mm-hmm. Most workers are not trained to deal with. It. Look,
0: they don't even know he, this guy. He
1: is the one. Tra- He's like, I haven't met most of the people in this I don't company. Even... <laughs> That's... We have people who have worked here for thirty years, and then they start wondering what they are carrying.
0: <laughs> that safety guy is like that guy oh that my Elon God. was fired.
1: getting a whistleblower payout (laughs) i guess not technically in his case the the uh guy who elon fired Mm -hmm. his salary was his payout for
0: do you know the reason why he did the salary why because if he got a lump sum payout Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have been required to commit as much to taxes in the country he lives in yeah So he went with the salary so that he would end up paying more to the country he lives in because he likes the government so much and the services. Wait, they it
1: provide. wasn't to avoid taxes. No, that is the opposite of the way.
0: I I know. Went. No, yeah, you, you took that. Like, the way you like, reacted to that. I was
1: like, oh, because yeah, US, you take like a if you take the lump sum, you get your tax yeah, in like the highest kneecap, bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, and no. If you take the salary, no. then at least you can offset it every year no. with some kind of tax strategy. He,
0: he went with the option to pay more in taxes because of the ser- the services that his country provides. All and medical and all that stuff. Yeah. That's why, like, he was citizen of the year in that country. Oh, my God! He was awarded as being, like, the guy for the entire country for one year.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, wild. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Sorry.
1: So, uh, train crews are responsible for getting the cargo list to first responders, but are not trained to diagnose what has spilled or what should be done about it.
0: I mean sure at, at a certain point like a conductor what you do? from
1: palmdale is quoted as saying i run the other way i don't get paid enough for that yes <laughs> i mean he's not wrong it has it has to have changed significantly right like i mean okay kind of- i'm
0: guessing if we're hearing that they're cutting corners on just safety things like make sure that the wheel bearings aren't going to explode which is what caused the derailment i believe in ohio that they're probably not paying these guys more to also be like the one directing traffic because of what spilled
1: what's hilarious is that this article from 2005 and everybody knows how the google algorithm works it Mm -hmm. likes to nerf the oldest things right is one of the top results right now on google google has resurrected it yes So the more rules and regulations put on any company to handle any material, the cost goes up and the consumer pays more. There's a fine line here. The public has a lot of say so in terms of what they will accept. Of course. So they're basically saying this is your fault, consumer, because you want rock bottom prices for all goods. I mean, that is that is
0: perpetually an issue that we have to combat. Absolutely. Because that is yes, consumers always want to pay less for the same thing.
1: So in terms of emergency planning, uh, some public institutions have already planned for a dangerous rail event. Uh, and if evacuation is impossible, the hospital could close off all exits, openings, and airflow from the outside within minutes. Right? That, that, to it, the hospital. Yes. An internal ventilation service would distribute safe air throughout the building, but there could be no incoming ambulances or patients. So imagine this the plan is okay? to seal this up <laughs> like, a, if like a balloon. you're outside of you're the done. hospital, you're done. Everyone inside, fine. Great. You're not getting transported here. No. If you were injured in right. that scenario, no. right? If you were exposed to anything, you, what do you wait for? Like FEMA? Wait for some FEMA bubbles for the, for to show the, up for
0: the for the death coffins to show up from FEMA. Inside. That's why the that's why the the conductor knows what he's doing. The engineer, he's like, I run to the hospital yes. before they lock it down. <laughs> I know what I'm doing.
1: The hospital has its own hazardous materials team, which would erect decontam- decontamination tents mm-hmm. in the event that many people are exposed to a hazardous chemical.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I thought the way you were slipping up that word was intentional. I thought it was a decontamming tent. <laughs>
1: Like the train. Yes. (laughs) So at the elementary school, uh, you know, I feel really awful right now. Why? I think I've mentioned before that uh, I was pretty instrumental in getting a bunch of schools in uh, the Central California region built. Mm -hmm. Because I helped to secure like the linchpin funding for like $95 million in funds. For constructing schools. Mm-hmm. The Lynchpin Project was a school that is now train themed because it was <sighs> next to railroad tracks. Oh no. Okay. Oh no. Nobody had ever done a railroad risk study for a school before. So I had to source the specialist. Who would calculate the risk so that I could submit it to the California Department of Education? Oh my! Goodness. Under the risk threshold that we set, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, Are you gonna get canceled, Leia? <laughs> keep in mind that this railroad was like uh, mostly unused. I think it, uh, trains went by once a day, and mm-hmm. they were agricultural trains. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but now I feel like. I was probably ill-equipped <laughs> to help uh, help with this. I mean, obviously, we brought on in a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that a, one
0: guy, the well, training guy from Union
1: Pacific. There, there was only one. She's like, oh, you're the first person to talk to me in eight years. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you so much. <laughs> there were just no more sites. There was there was nowhere they could have built the Lynchpin School mm-hmm. and without that school's like approval mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been able to fund all of the rest of the projects. Mm-hmm. It was this very uh we use like government bonds, we use California Department of Education funding, we mm-hmm. use local bonds, like it was it was a lot. But this school had to be built. Okay, And the really only viable site was next to railroads.
0: The fast track to success, train-themed school.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's still train-themed. Man, I should go go visit that.
0: If it's even there.
1: I'm sure it's still there. So it's particularly horrific to me Mm -hmm. now that I have already gone through all that and didn't understand that the major risk was train (laughs) derailment. Okay. We were literally talking about like the dangers of a train hitting a kid. Right.
0: Not the the train hitting the entire school.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that there was an element of that, but the building was... There was an
0: element of danger.
1: (laughs) But uh, we weren't Worried about it hitting the school because it was far away enough from the buildings. But it was along the field and playground. So... <laughs> but now, if, if... Uh-huh. You know, and what's very odd about this is this article came out, like, not not that many years after <laughs> I was doing that work. So... This is, I mean, this one's hitting a little close to home. It is. I am just, I'm really shocked because I, I really got intimately involved with train safety at one point. There, there, and
0: there are a couple of things <laughs> like in my life, right, that scare me. <laughs> one is forklifts.
1: Oh, definitely. Th- those things that's weigh, a healthy, that's a healthy fear.
0: Those things it? weigh like you're afraid so because much. there's a reason. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I'm more scared of trains, (laughs) okay, because a forklift is, like, so heavy. Like, you don't understand how heavy forklifts are. They're incredibly heavy, and they can get moving fast enough that that energy that they're carrying will just mess you up. Sure. A train is like that, but heavier and faster <laughs> it's it's yeah the, the the potential energy that a trade is rolling around with at yes any time. absolutely that's why when you see like a derailment have you ever seen a video of a derailment yes it's it's kind of surreal because you're like looking at the train and you're like that's not going that fast
1: right but it's very heavy
0: it's very heavy yeah. it is very 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 mm-hmm. heavy and so you see the derailment start happening and you're like
1: it's it's almost like an
0: avalanche of metal. Yes, like when you see a train derailment, uh-huh. they for for that reason I've it, it, they I am uh very respectful of the power that is at play with with trains. Right.
1: So uh, just right off the bat, so I can make sure everybody understands. The situation with this train school. Layla okay. cooked the books. No, she set no, I didn't. the
0: the lowest possible safety.
1: Level. No, no, no. The the safety guy, and the
0: guy from Union Pacific, that guy. No, no, no. The he, safety. He was
1: guy. he was a third party, independent consultant mm-hmm. that assessed train risk. It took me a long time to find him. Okay. Okay. But he he is the expert mm-hmm. in this area, and uh, so he and I had a really you know good working relationship. And I, I should make very clear. Lea, that...
0: Did it look like this
1: man? No. <laughs> That's their top of that.
0: <laughs> was this the man?
1: No. Who... He wasn't available. And we were talking about American Railroad.
0: Was it Ringo Starr? Sorry,
1: no. <laughs> the train only ran during times where school was not in session. Okay. Good. That was a major component of the mm-hmm. whole thing. <laughs> that it was only it was only running like one time a day, if that. Yeah, because that's
0: oh my goodness. I didn't even really put two and two together. Like what age is this like an elementary school? Yes. Oh my goodness. You got all these kids, right. I bet you put the kindergartner like field right up against that train.
1: No, it was up against. um, Can you imagine
0: kindergartners like the train like comes around? It's like an ice cream man coming around. They just lose their minds and they start scaling fences to get to the to get to Thomas.
1: Yeah, but but literally the train track was very rarely used, right? Mm -hmm. And it was used during hours that school was not in session.
0: But an impressive bit of safety, Thomas taught us that uh, we should avoid the diesel trains. Only the smokers are friendly.
1: Wow. That's, uh, that's racist. <laughs> that's, Train racist. Uh, yes. Trainist. Yes, exactly.
0: Leia, we have learned nothing. We don't know how to protect ourselves from trains. So I would...
1: <laughs> trains are so in as Riverside, deadly as they were
0: before you started.
1: In Riverside, mm-hmm. there was a elementary school just 40 yards from a major railroad line. This
0: is literally your train.
1: That was, no, no, no. No, the, yours
0: was even closer. I,
1: it was It was pretty close to the school. <laughs> um, it was relocated because of rail noise, pollution, and fear of derailment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> this is they wild. Moved,
0: What is going they on? The school. They moved the whole school, and their school wasn't even as close as your school.
1: Uh, I guess it depends on like. Well, I mean, this is an active railway. Uh, railway that they're talking about, like the, uh, Lay- the railroad was obvious. The tell, trains were running while school. Was
0: tell there. us about the second school, the one that was actually in the train. <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. I feel awful. Anyways, you
0: picked. So warning—that's the best part about <laughs> this. Is this is your segment? Like this it's is something. your thing. You give yourself an existential crisis <laughs> on the preparedness corner. <laughs> the,
1: the next thing for preparedness is warning placards. Trucks and trains carrying hazardous materials are required to carry warning placards that help emergency responders identify the chemicals mm-hmm. in the event of a spill. Oh, that was going so, in a different
0: direction. I thought it was supposed to be the guy waving a flag furiously, <laughs> running from the train derailment as it was raining, <laughs> as it was derailing. Did you see the flag? To get away from the train.
1: So here are three examples of the warning placards. Inhalation hazard. Uh-huh. So chlorine, phosgene, and others, oh my chemicals goodness. that can form gases that yeah. make breathing hazard. Like a gas
0: cloud. Yeah.
1: Non-flammable gas and ammonia, nitrogen, helium, and other chemicals, containers can explode. Gases do not ignite, but some are health hazards. And flammable gas hydrogen, propane, propylene and other gases that can ignite when exposed. These are placards that flight. are on the train car yes. Yes. so
0: that people who get close enough to be affected by what's in the cars can see yeah what they're being affected by.
1: Yes. Good. So that's it for that. That's the whole That's episode. it.
0: <laughs> that's it for that.
1: I'm just going to go cry now. <laughs> I'll see I'll see you later.
0: Adam Driver is reflecting on the bizarre coincidence between what happens in his film White Noise and the real-life train derailment last month in Ohio. It's a very eerie, bizarre coincidence that we were just there making this movie, and some people who were actually in our movie were then enacting it in real life. I don't have a frame of reference to process that, Driver said. It's a terrifying thing that happened and is happening, and to oddly have something distant connection with it is strange
1: but this is this is what i'm gathering now is that it's not actually that unusual for trains carrying hazardous materials to derail
0: no well i mean that's i mean okay so how does all this stuff happen right like one thing bad enough gets into the zeitgeist right. and then we all go like well that's really bad and then we learn that this is really just a symptom of a larger issue. Mm-hmm. This is just the biggest culmination of that thing. But mm-hmm. all of what has just happened that, that is in the zeitgeist has been happening for a while, right? Scary. Um, man, and that's a list of things to don't live by. Flood zones and train tracks, I <laughs> guess.
1: Seriously. Kind of scary. Yeah, for sure. Now I'm gonna look up the school okay. that I.
0: Well, you do that, that I while I continue. So. Yeah. So the show topic. All right. Today so today's is discussion topic point today. Is, Go on you know, to the show. This is a All bit right, of an topic today is. The, the topic of today's show is.
3: Gentlemen, let's get down to business.
0: So I've been pondering a topic, pondering. Last week, uh, actually two weeks ago. I got uh, a message from a friend of Jerry, KG6HQD, who a lot of you know has passed. He was a
1: um, that's very sad. good
0: ham creator on YouTube, very active in Summits on the Air. He contacted me about selling some of Jerry's radios. One of those radios was a go box that Jerry had made while he was going through cancer treatment he was sick he was he was kind of wheelchair bound but he wanted to do parks on the air Mm -hmm. and so he had this go box made for him that that featured a 7100 which is an icom radio that is both it's an all band all mode radio so it does vhf uhf and it does hf radio so i decided i would buy it and I uh, kind of sight unseen went out bought the radio and then I immediately took it on a POTA activation and that's what I did last weekend. It was a lot of fun. The radio worked great, but then it it made me think about like this larger narrative of ham radio companies and how they kind of move, albeit somewhat slowly, following the trends of what is happening in ham radio. Okay. Right. So. I've noticed that the all band all mode radio lots of people have noted this notice this, I'm not new to this party at all have have kind of started going by the wayside <clears throat> so we take our Yesu 857s our Yesu 957 our um, Icom 7100 still exists but it's it's kind of an older radio and good luck finding one because they're extremely difficult to get right now and kind of the last stalwart in this space is the Yesu 991 Alpha and I think that somewhat, eh, to a degree, people are starting to move away from the all-in-ones. And, and I'll say, like, hey, I'm, I'm part of the reason for that. Um, not a huge part, but I definitely feel like having an all-in-one radio is, is not for me, even though, yes, I just bought the 7100. And I have an 857, but that's not the point here. Largely because I like to have them separate. I like to have a VHF-UHF radio separate and an HF radio separate. But, but the point here is... I'm noticing that a lot of the manufacturers kind of like they move together almost. And it okay. just it takes them a little while to get to that spot, but then they all just start like working really hard in that area and then they move off of that spot to something else. So what do I mean specifically? Well, let's take for example the 7300. The Icom 7300 kind of set this interesting benchmark in ham radio. A lot of people went out and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I got to get this radio." It's kind of like one of the first SDR radios with a really useful waterfall. And then a lot of people got onto it and they're like, yes, this radio is amazing. And the sales probably match that. I have no idea about sales numbers, but I know that that radio is kind of like this benchmark radio. Well, now because of that radio, we saw companies like yesu saying no i want to get on this sdr train too and they started making the mp101 or the ft101d and then the ftdx10 and now we have the ft710 i think i have that right anyway hf radio base station sdr full sdr in the case of the 710 Uh, and so that's kind of again in the zeitgeist of radio so what's been kind of relegated to the shadows a little bit right these semi-portable, backpack portable, still 100 watt mobile radios. <laughs> we have a couple of them that are, you know, relatively new. I take that back. Still within the generation of of being in the retail market, I should say. Not new, but it, it, not old enough that they're that they're not that they've not been discontinued. What are those radios? That is the IC 7100. And the FT-891, the Yesu FT-891, which is the HF radio that I just pulled out of the Nissan Leaf, right, mm-hmm. that, um, that, that I've been using for many, many years and, and, and do like it. So while the, the manufacturing world has kind of moved into this, hey, SDR base station radio, there's these other segments that have kind of been moving along in the sense that they exist in the retail space, but there's no new developments, and this goes back to this whole, like, always put on the, the, the glasses of five years when you mm-hmm. look at ham Radio. A radio is going to be in and around the market for about five years, and some go well beyond that, right? But that's kind of like the market trend is that someone will come out with something new and interesting, and then that will pull the other companies into that thing that they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw this with the 7300, and I believe we've seen the first bow waves of this with the 705, Right? The 705 is now going to ultimately be followed up by the Yesu version of that in whatever the new version of the 817 slash 818 is, the QRP radio. right? Mm-hmm. So I think the third iteration of whatever this is going to be when markets change again is going to be going back to this 100 watt backpack portable possibly all band all mode so we're going to have to get through the the base station effect is kind of starting to eclipse cuz you've got the 710 out now and that's kind of like the direct copy of the 7300 and then we're going to see whatever Yasu is going to make as a reply to the 705 and then in Four years, three years, five years, maybe we're going to see an ICOM replacement for the 7100, if not sooner. And then that's going to spur the next iteration of whatever's going to come next. So it's this weird right. kind of uh, – because it's not like a cell phone, right? Right. Where a cell phone, there's just a constant iteration.
1: Right. There's only so much money to be spent. Here. Right.
0: So for ham radio, it's almost like it's following this weird three-wave pattern. When it Mm -hmm. comes to like HF radios in particular, mobile VHF, UHF, I think works a little bit differently. I think all companies feel that they have to have like an HT out there, their top dollar HT. Sure. And then some kind of mobile radio for VHF, UHF in the vehicle. Yase is killing it in that space right now for mobiles. But um, when it comes to HF, it's this weird like, what do we chase? Do we chase like the super backpack portable folks Mm -hmm. that you know, wants a little smaller radio that only puts out 5 watts, maybe 10 watts in their backpack? Do we want to chase the HF in the car people because uh, they want 100 watts because they're going to put up a little bit better antenna?
1: You just got to do it all, man.
0: Well, th- but they can't, right? Because they only have so much money to throw at R&D and to chase whenever market. But well, why,
1: he- why can't you make a mobile radio that is like small enough to take backpacking?
0: Well, they do. That's the 891. Right. That exists right now but
1: just do it all keep doing it smaller
0: but but hear me out i think that i don't know when but i think in you know in the next couple of years we're going to see this coming back to the entry level or even cheaper than $1000 hf radio right an upgrade to like the 7100 for instance that's going to be that's cheaper oh uh, yeah well um, oh, okay i'll get no. i'll go back to that in a second but hear hear me out
1: I feel that you are incorrect.
0: No, hear, hear me out. Parks on the Air has just changed everything in ham radio. It, is, it has brought a ton of people into the market, and a lot of people are looking for things like the 857. They want the 7100.
1: You might get more Chinese <laughs> companies creating better radios, but I don't think that the, the big boys are going to be coming out with cheaper radios
0: no no hold on you're don't don't jump the gun on me i'll come back to that because i think you you don't know the reality of some of the radios but i think that we will see something in that space a new take on on some of those radios in the next couple of years for this mobile 100 watt could go in a car but would be good in a backpack to take on poda I think that's going to be the next thing that the, the yeah, major sure. brands dive in on yeah. because of things like park on the air, parks on the air. Okay, so Leia, let me let me let me catch up on this. The FT eight ninety one that's available, like that is an HF radio that you can put in a car that's one hundred watts. Mm-hmm. I bought mine for like six hundred fifty bucks. Okay, so sub one hundred dollars already. The seventy one hundred Black Friday before COVID was seven hundred fifty dollars okay they're now going for like a thousand dollars but that's i think that's because of demand i mean i
1: don't think the chip shortage is getting any better considering what's happening in taiwan
0: no i I don't either but we've already seen the companies modify designs of radios to get parts that are more accessible that have higher supplies okay to maintain a price point okay because i think they're looking for a price point but i guess the 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 overarching design of of this talk is that because the, the the tastes of the of the hams change and what's popular at the time sure changes we went through a period of time where the 818 the 817 was was man pack portable right everybody wanted to slap a radio on their chest and walk around on the beach and trails and all that with an antenna in the ear and all that mm-hmm. and then soda came around and then we saw the 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 boom of all these QRP radios, like the KX2, Elecraft, and now the Icon 705, and Soda's huge, really, really popular. But then PODA comes around, and Pota's even bigger than Summits on the Air. And things like the 891, which is not the newest radio, but still like is the PODA darling of of amateur radio right now. There's so many people buying them when they're available. I think that that's the next competitive point. Like, now you're going to see the SDR invasion into that space.
1: The 891
0: is not an SDR. The base station radios have all been SDRs, but I think that's what we're going to start to see is now you're going to get the SDR influence coming in from, like, a 705-type radio, but 100 watts, for instance. Okay. Or, anyway, there's lots of different directions they could go, but I'm... I'm interested to see what the next big, you know, jump is gonna be. And I think it I think it might be this one hundred watt easily portable radio. Okay. And I guess it's just also my way of kind of explaining what I think how the markets work a little bit. Sure.
1: Great. Or our dear listeners. They decommissioned that that railway is abandoned. I looked it up. Nobody's now you can sleep rich. tonight. I can that's amazing i feel so much better
0: i'm uh i'm happy for me (laughs) because i figured we'd be talking about this well after the podcast (laughs) so this is good news for everybody
1: good news all around everybody fantastic
4: what's happening the staircase has changed remember
1: Let's go this way. Before the
0: staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower and adjoining compound. To our left is the physical mail depot. It's closed for today. I did go to the P.O. box. I only had a bunch of QSL cards. Thank you, everybody who sent me QSL cards. Somebody actually snipped out the article that Steve K5ATA wrote about me. Mm -hmm. That was on QST snipped it out and wrote a nice little thing on the top there. I just Aww, want to say thank you so much. It was uh, nice. very nice, very touching. I I cannot um <clears throat> I still view a lot of this as surreal that of course, people like yeah. know me and and talk about things that like I'm in I have now been in QST, not like a contributing author, but people writing about me.
1: Right. That which is, is weird. Yeah. Um but well deserved.
0: Well thank you. But it's literally I write like... articles
1: about you all the time, but they never get published in anything. <laughs> well,
0: this is getting a little weird. It,
1: it,
0: it's it's funny to think that like I've been reading QST for, you know, a long time now. And that yeah. I got wrote about in it, not that I wrote something for it, which is just crazy to me. So thank you, everybody. And, and thank you to everybody who sends us stuff. But we'll close down the depot. That means we can head right over to the voicemail annex. So that for right. everybody who doesn't want to type up an email, you can just talk your email to us in voice format. And
1: Leah, how do they do that? You can call 562-334-2389.
0: And away we go.
5: Gonna put some hey, in. Josh and Leah. This is uh, the RF field tech, Don, uh, your cellular correspondent. Hey, and, Don. Um, first, let me say I'm glad y'all are feeling better. Oh, Thank I you. I hope so you much get, better. To, get better and better and that you'll be able to kick all of this uh, crud that's going around. And um, we, we just appreciate you guys taking care of yourselves first. And we love we love the podcast, but if you're not here to, to, to put it out, then what's the point? Um, <laughs> Second of all, last weekend I went out with uh, K Murder yeah, and did my K-Murder. first park activation with him. Um, and it was yes. a short time. I had I had another thing I had to leave a little bit bitterly, but I got that done. And uh, third, when I was in the military, the first thing to disappear when we had our MREs uh, and we were in the field, all the first thing that, to disappear was actually the. Iron fortified peanut butter. Oh! Uh, everybody was looking for that because it's it it, it kept your uh, it kept you going. It kept you so that you can keep going uh, no matter what was going on. And then you know the other uh, uh, just stuff we bring out um, oysters, clams. Um, what? What? You know stuff that would give you energy and it's, would uh, it's a would help Parisian, you. very Parisian, M. Um, R. E. I, I think those should have made it on the list before. Oh, like
1: tinned oysters and, or, or and clams.
5: Anything right? else? And the other thing we, we really were, were getting was the matches uh, so that we could start fires. Oh. Um, I just thought I'd throw my two cents in. Like I said, I'm glad y'all are feeling better, and we'll talk to you next time. 73.
1: That is very educational, and I do love smoked tin oysters. That's, so does that's one ben. of Ben and I's favorites.
0: Leia and Ben share many a— uh, uh, Flavor profile, yeah. That they this, like
1: the the things that Ben asks for because, like, we've eaten them together, or mm-hmm. I made him a snack with them. Mm-hmm. And then when he asks me for them in front of other parents, they just look at me so weird.
0: Mother, I like my uh, French cigarettes right now to go <laughs> along with my baguette. And
1: I think like somewhere we were having a baguette, and he came up to me and asked if we had any pate.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Mother, do we have, did you bring the taurine, mother? <laughs> so, I, I don't know what other parents must think about what we're feeding the kids, because Edison's eating fistfuls of cilantro. <laughs> <and Venezuela>. <laughs> That's <laughs> Asking right. Asking for pate oh, oh and my caviar.
0: God. So, for those that don't know, before the Vietnam War, Americans' involvement, France was extremely involved with Vietnam. And yes. much of the flavors of Vietnam is is highly influenced by French cuisine.
1: Oh, well, there are just there are certain dishes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not all of it. I don't mean yeah.
0: like all of it. Sorry if if that's how you took it. That's not what I meant. But like the baguette, for instance.
1: Oh, the baguette ubiquitous with so many stews. Uh there is uh your favorite is a um it's called bakaw. It's a oh, beef stew, which is Kind of a cross between French and Chinese influences because there is you know a Chinese beef stew
0: and that's the that's the flavor profile that we pick up on Skyline chili. yes, which is just oh, so good.
1: uh there's crepes uh, it's sale, um, and the crepes are actually they have turmeric in them, and then what's inside is not cheese, it's like vegetables and shrimp and pork so good. But that is actually eaten like wrapped with lettuce. So you break off pieces of the crepe and then you wrap it in lettuce and you dip it in like a fish sauce dipping sauce. There's
0: a lot of Vietnamese dishes that involve like fresh vegetable ingredients yeah. that get wrapped up or put in mm-hmm. like at the freshest point. Like, and
1: you love bun cot, which I oh, I don't even know where this like how place. did this pan make it across so many countries in um. In, like, Denmark, it would be called an ebelskiver pan.
0: It's literally the same pan.
1: Yeah. And in Japan, they would use it to make takoyaki.
0: Mm, it's a little big for takoyaki, but it's the same concept. Yeah. So, well, actually, the, the Scandinavian ebelskiver pancake ball is very similar to the takoyaki right. ball that's octopus, right? Right. But in uh, Vietnam, it's a it's just a pancake
1: right we don't flip it's not a our, ball we don't yeah. we don't put the effort into flipping it over <laughs>
0: like. but the uh the pate involvement is uh they have bun mi yes and that is the vietnamese sandwich which is traditionally just a split baguette
1: well bun me? is the bread
0: oh yeah, yeah. the bun yeah okay yeah. But one of the versions of it is combo lunch meat. That's the closest example. It's actually the lunch
1: meat is very uh, French as well, right? Because uh, like I think one of the cuts is like a head cheese, Mm -hmm. which is equivalent to a French terrine. Yes. And but there's uh, pate smeared on one side, and then then, mayonnaise on the other. Right. And then, um, and then they put in the Vietnamese vegetables like uh, pickled. Uh, carrots and daikon uh, cilantro jalapenos one um, of
0: it it's it's a fun memory when um when we did the pacifico backpacking trip mm -hmm. to you know everybody hiked up brought our qrp radios That's that picture that people have seen with like five Ellacraft radios on the table right right. this is all pre-705 like this is this is pre-covid 2019 Mm -hmm. jason ham radio 2.0 came out we did the hike and i brought sandwich. Yeah. So bun me tutnoi, which is the combo lunch meat. It
1: is basically the uh, cold cut sandwich. Cold cut sandwich. That's what it the is like cold meat.
0: Yeah, so I'm saying it totally wrong. So Leia's correcting the, the pronunciation, but Jason ate it, right? Uh-huh. Loved it. And he, He's from
1: Texas. There's Vietnamese people all over Texas. But he
0: brings it up to often to me. He's like, what was that? Was that a bun me? <laughs> what was the bun made? Bun he can made? have
1: that anytime he wants. No, I,
0: I know, I know, I know. And and he has. He's looked it up since then. I'm sure he's probably had it. But, like, that was such a kind of cool moment where we were, like, a bunch of white dudes eating Vietnamese oh, sandwiches. Oh, now it was I really feel cool. like
1: I need to bring something, like, cultural to the camp out so well, that it can really blow some people's minds. And that
0: was, the, that was the crazy thing about it because I'm, ta- I'm I'm eating the sandwich with Jason and I'm like, dude, if you like this, like, Lee's Sandwiches... I wouldn't. It is I won't the McDonald's say McDonald's
1: of Vietnamese sandwiches. Well, I would say it's
0: like the Subway. Sure, but I think that's. I think that's too low for Lee's sandwich. Lee's sandwich is still pretty good. Like it's, it's like it's Jimmy
1: decent. John's.
0: Of, it's the Jimmy. Yeah. Sure, it's the Jimmy John's of Vietnamese sandwiches. If you go to like Little Saigon mm-hmm. off of Bolsa in California, in Southern California, there are tons of sandwich places. Oh, it's and loudly. they are
1: what's so good and every single one has like a different spin on how they do the bread yeah or what they put in the filling and the various quantities in which they do this
0: and you get one family together and you start talking about their favorite oh, sandwich they, my family doesn't we will agree. fight about it yeah yeah yeah. like tip top versus tip mr Close. sandwich they're gone oh tip top's gone mm-hmm. was it mr sandwich was the other mr. one mr baguette mr baguette
1: Ah, uh, so yeah.
0: good that is so good they're so. I want to
1: get a French MRE. Do they have smoked oysters? In there? I
0: think. I think it has like. It's got. It's definitely got a pack of cigarettes. Not now. The problem is they're like three feet long. <laughs> <they> got a, <laughs> a dehydrated baguette in it. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> they have. A, they have to wear a quiver. A quiver of MREs, as they call it, in 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 Petty.
1: Still better than Hawkeye's quiver, so. <laughs> On to the next voicemail. Let
2: him fly. Hey, Lee and Josh is Ham Solo K0FYR. Hey, I'm Han on Solo. the moon. <laughs> I was just listening to the uh, the Comeback podcast, and uh, you were asking uh, how was I traveling. So, uh, if you remember, I teach uh, bomb squads and SWAT teams, oh, and how did I forget teams, that uh, all I over the U.S. That. Uh, when they get equipment to detect chemical, cool radiological, and, and so forth so cool. uh, materials. And so I may be lecturing at a conference. I may be teaching at a, in Washington State, at Seattle, at a medical examiner's office. And then I might fly all of a sudden to Chicago and do a class there or go to Boston and do a conference. And so while I'm out uh, doing all these places, so cool. you know, I either travel or rent a car or uh, uh, fly to a different location. And then uh, get to play radio in between uh, teaching classes or doing uh, lectures at the uh, conferences. So that's how I, uh, I'm i getting out so much. I'll probably be here in the state of Colorado for the next couple of weeks. But after that, it'll be on again. And I'll be going uh, coast to coast, uh, traveling for uh, conferences and classes again in April, all of April, pretty much every week. And so uh, that's how I'm getting around and uh, just to let you know how I get to hit all those states. So. This is uh, Ham Solo, K-0-F-Y-R-73. This is I not
1: forgot. only an amazing career, but also such a good use of your down travel time. Literally. It's so cool. What else could you be doing? I don't do, know. Blowing do, something up. <laughs> no, I mean in your off time. I
0: don't know. Because like you'd be
1: just like stuck in a city, right? With nothing to do.
0: Okay. Okay. It's one of my favorite things about the Mythbusters is they would go to this like bomb squad training facility. Yes. And then the bomb squad guys would come out and like blow the thing up.
1: Yeah, that was Ham Solo.
0: It could have been. He might have been (laughs) on some of these episodes. But here's my thing. How cool is Ham Radio that on his off time, instead of just blowing stuff up for free and calling it training, that he's doing radio?
1: I mean, I don't. He's he's going to lecture at conferences. I don't know how much blowing stuff up he's. No, doing
0: because like that was the basis. thing with the MythBusters is that the 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 bomb squad would come out and they would treat all of these experiments that they were doing as training, mm. and they'd bring a bunch of people out there and they turn it into like a training event. Nice. Because it, you know, like if what what happens if you throw enough dynamite into a cement truck that had <laughs> half of it full of cement? What what's gonna happen? You know, this is all very important training that they're doing.
1: I, now i feel like ham solo is just the hardest working ham i just i, I don't even know travel lecture ham harder
0: <laughs> and 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 the constant pressure to just not do ham radio and then like blow stuff up i know that i'm being very i'm being very light with what i'm sure is a very involved job that he has yes
1: but I know that he's gotta
0: have access to anything he
1: wants why isn't he blowing up ham radios I (laughs) we gotta hook him up with (laughs) K-booty
0: he has an endless supply of ham radio devices that have angered him so much that he shot it (laughs) and that man just needs explosives (laughs) that's what we know needs to happen here
1: and uh, this is how we formed Hamder. That's the... Hamder? <laughs> yes. It's where you connect hams with other hams. Ham... <laughs> like Tinder, but Hamder. <laughs> so
0: like- I got like a bunch of M80s. And oh, what do you got, like a thing <laughs> You want to like duct tape them together, I guess? <laughs> Maybe... Th- Throw it in an elementary school toilet. Let's bury
1: some mines.
0: You went from M-80s to anti-personnel
1: mines. Good. Roll a ball of (laughs) balfangs. A fang. A a, a large yoga ball just strapped (laughs) with balfangs. Just roll it through the minefield. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm not against this. (laughs) I had this like a uh, World War Two trophy that my grandfather passed down. He called it a bouncing Betty. <laughs> I think we use that to get our antenna in the tree. What if? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Here.
1: What if at the end of this minefield exercise, the bow fangs were still intact?
0: <laughs> oh, that would be like, <laughs> please record this. <laughs>
1: All right. Thank you, Ham Solo, for the reminder. That just it's, reminded me yeah. of
0: my favorite explosive. But I'll...
1: Ham Solo's like like deity status. Oh, now. dude, this is like... <laughs> He's like, did you forget how cool I am? Yeah, let
0: <laughs> me
4: remind GT you. Net. This is Kilo Quebec 4, <laughs> Alpha Papa Delta, KQ4APD. Uh, just calling in. Glad to see that y'all are back and feeling a little bit better. Josh, I hope you continue to get on the fast track to... Feeling a little bit better, but um, currently driving down the road, listening to the podcast, and I had to stop, pull over at the rest area to kind of mean kind of talk about some things that I heard in there. Nice. And, uh, first off, I want to say good job, Leah. Kick ass on that. Uh, getting those general questions. Well, thank you. Going that streak, keep Killing it up. It. You're going to get it done before April. I can feel it. Um, getting to the preppers corner. I'm pretty sure someone just took a emergency preparedness tax weekend. Checklist like the state said alabama does and just copy the this, yes. this the same stuff that was on our tax-free weekend stuff for emergency preparedness here in our state of alabama um and josh come yes. on man you don't think a whisk is the multi-tool of the apocalypse or no. the end times man you gotta you gotta rethink it because like a whisk is so versatile you never know when zombies might be bashing down your door and you might need to whip up a nice little omelet to give to them because, you know, they're just, they're just hungry or, you know, you gotta <laughs> got to whip up a meringue to save your life. And also, too, you know, you can use it as a weapon. You know, you can whisk that person's life away. <laughs> I am so sorry. I just had to throw that bad joke in there. You whisk um, his life away. Josh, I got to say, man, I am very disappointed to you in your EV video. You uh-huh. called a Tesla by its actual name. That's I thought true. we agreed on this. We were trying to normalize. It's Musk true. motors. Musk motors. Musk motors. From now That's on. Please. right. Okay. Okay. Um, totally love the idea of the patch rockers. Uh, that could be instead of y'all doing gen, just each one a general patch, you can have the HRCC, but the rockers can be the different cam I, radio I levels that you can do around it. Also, too, I would love to have a uh, Bausang gang uh, rocker. I think Fang that'd gang. be a cool oh. idea. Yes. You could do the can bang. gang. Also, too, uh, people talking about shirt ideas, I just had to throw this out there because you were talking about the bear shirt. Have you ever thought about doing a schoolhouse rock? If anybody remembers that style School of shirt that says rock. Like Radios Rock or Fang Rocks. Or, you know, reading so rainbow. Just thought I'd draw that in there. Um, Fresh Prince of on way, uh, Taking a break from Studying for my extra, so I figured I'd give y'all a call. I'm about to go see my father. Apparently, he has some type of gift that is ham radio related to me. So stay tuned for whatever that is. Hope to have a wonderful <laughs> it's day. A yoga day ball twenty three, uh, clear on the final.
1: We've got uh, we've got a follow up. It's Hang a yoga
0: on. ball shrouded in you yeah.
4: <laughs> KQ4APD here again. Uh, I forgot to add this to my last message. I got a question for you, Josh. Oh, okay. Uh, in the mail, I sent you a special. Uh, special little treat that I hope you got. If you haven't had a chance to go by and check for packages, uh, there's a little special gift. Uh, it was kind of cool to hear that there was another Gundam Weeb out there, just like <laughs> me, um, and I was super ecstatic when I heard about it on the podcast. So I sent you something. Aww, thank hope you. it got there. Um, if not, please check your mail because I don't know. If they have to send it back oh. if it sits there or too long, also to expect another one in the mail because it was supposed to be two packages, but for some reason they sent the other one to my house instead of the post office box. But uh that's it, clearing final. Take one today.
0: Bye. Okay. Oh well thank you. So I much. went I went two days ago and I haven't got a notification that there's anything since then. Remember it's fifty one oh one is the PO box in Cerritos, California. Um and let me just say, if you're going to send us something, make sure it says Josh Nass or Leia Nass. Yes. Don't get fancy. Yeah. Because they will send the fancy names back and only give me Ronald Beaver's email. <laughs> Still. Still.
1: He's, they're printing out his emails and oh, putting Oh, emails. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Like, I, I'm so. They're just printing them out. Now yeah, they have just, access just, to his email. It's just a they're fax printing. machine. It's just a fax machine that just
0: goes straight into the P.O. box. I am oh, so dumb with technology. I don't understand mail. I still don't get it. Like i I, I not grown dumb. up. Like yeah. I just know Amazon boxes show up <laughs> and I have to <laughs> break them down for you and dispose of them. Get rid of the, the Amazon carcasses. But uh I did not get a a treat. I did not. And this is we're recording on the ninth. The so if it says go check the tracking or send me the tracking. And I'll try and chase it down. I've right. had some difficulty, but if you put Josh Nass on it, it will it generally will go through.
1: If we do. Oh, if
0: you put Ronald Beavers on it, I will for sure get it.
1: <laughs> <You're gonna laughs> don't do that. Please don't do
0: that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, because if you do that, we're pushing it back. No, don't. Like it is immediately just well, getting shoved
0: I, back. I won't because who knows? It's probably it could be more Cougars, Cougars gold. <laughs> so I won't I won't ever push back a box for Ronald Beavers. Yes, I am Ronald Beavers. <laughs> Sir, why what? are you holding a comb in front of your mustache? But <laughs> well, he has a much darker mustache than I. I mean, I what? <laughs>
1: If we make a schoolhouse rock shirt, you will get one. Uh Let I I am out. going to the
0: rockers have got yeah, not difficult. We're doing to
1: do. we're going to do the rockers. Um whether or not they're difficult, I'm not sure.
0: Uh true. But like it's just got to be like two colors, like gold I'm and I'm still
1: waiting for the patch shipment. I know. Which I'm, they, I'm He am really, us.
0: he charged us like 2 weeks ago. Like a week and a half ago. The i I
1: know there. they're supposed to be on route and for some reason they're in Berlin right now
0: riding on the metro <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that
0: was the band was called Berlin I see okay mm. did you know that Mm-mm. Metro you didn't Mm-mm. know that mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I am very excited to hear what kind of ham radio related gift you are receiving from your father. So please report back.
0: Yes, cuz just looking at your face I knew that that did that did not land.
1: It did not land.
0: You just looked at me like a deer in headlights. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like why are you singing about the metro?
1: The- so today, uh I- I'm really getting the kids into like 80s music.
0: Oh my god! Right. It is, but where you started,
1: landslide by Fleetwood no, Mac. No, oh. like they've just been blowing up. Rick Ashley. I didn't do that. I didn't start them on that. Th- that's all. You been did playing. that.
0: I did not do that. Not that you I had to get
1: them onto Spice Girls to move them up a decade, and they were not having it.
0: I am not against Rick Ashley. I have no problem Rick rolling oh, people. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We Rick rolled people at our wedding.
0: But, but. They play it on repeat.
1: Yeah. They're just never going to give it up. (laughs) They're never going to let let it down. down. (laughs) It
0: it has been nonstop. That's the one advantage. I will tell all the parents out there, I don't care. You don't have to buy AirPods, but buy something that has, like, active noise cancellation (laughs) because it is a lifesaver. I I will just put them on and just, boop, I've given you, I've gifted you AirPods. I've gifted them to you. I don't know where they are. Now. I know. Yeah. Whose fault is that? Not mine. Not mine. It's absolutely yours.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the next voicemail.
3: Greetings. This is Kilo One Mike Alvazulu Nathan in Southern Vermont. Hey, Nathan. So I just happened to be perusing the ICOM America uh, website Last week, and I noticed something weird.
1: What did you notice? There was
3: something you could click on that said comic books. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's
0: weird. No, that's existed before. we did uh,
3: Archie Comics uh, from the ARRL, but ICOM makes comic books. They did. I had to click on that. And when I clicked on it, apparently they have a... I don't know how old it is, but... A series called The Adventures of Zack and Max. And there are seven volumes. I don't know how long it is. You can preview the comic book. You can download the comic book. And you can have an accompanying coloring book to go along with it. Oh, so that's to get fancy. the young in there. Coloring book. Some of the titles of each of the volumes. The Odyssey begins. The adventures of Zach and Max. How about Lost in Seattle? How about Maddie goes to England? How about <laughs> Volume Four, Fun at Field
1: Day? Oh, well, that's quite that's hand radio related. Volume Five, Max in Space. Wow, is that about, about like?
3: Volume 6. Satellites. Yeah. Let's go island DXing.
1: You know what you have to do? You have to oh, order them and then slip them a into the library. Amateur radio.
3: <laughs> calendar. <Art. coughs> I don't know. An art calendar? To traveling from Dayton to Dayton. May o nine to May
1: 10. And that's how hams cool. tell the year.
3: And then finally, yeah. volume 7. Ham radio to the rescue. You I can find this at iconamerica dot com in the amateur radio section just search amateur radio comic books and you too can have an adventure the best experience ever for your little children this is Kilo and Mike Alphalu saying seventy three and thanks for the contact
1: thank you nathan i i think that we should just all collectively go buy these comic books, Okay. slip them into every library that you can.
0: I'm about to just, blow your mind, Leah. What? I have multiple copies of three issues of this in print form that I picked up from HRO.
1: Why are we not already putting They're, them into all the libraries? They
0: have a mascot in the comic. It's a little animal friend that mm-hmm. tags along with the main characters. Mm-hmm. It is a pig. That has ICOM's logo is all black letters, but the eye has a red circle on the dot for the dot. Oh. So he has a red circle over his eye. Okay. So that's the that's the the mascot of the Max or whatever.
1: Max is what breed of dog?
0: No, I'm saying of the two people that, oh. <laughs> that it's like a boy and a girl, I believe.
1: Oh, Max is not a dog. <laughs> no, it's a
0: ham. it's a pig. It's a ham. Oh. <laughs> this is not a, a stretch. this is a target lay i know your mind went immediately to target i'm sorry you said red circle over the eye (laughs) can i get starbucks with my
1: pickup (laughs) does icom have curbside they printed this
0: they printed this okay okay they printed this and i think it was pre-covid pre-covid i was at the hro and i'm like so what the hell is this exactly and it was just a stack of them And well, not like a stack, but they had like some loose copies of this round. And they're like, oh, it's the ICOM comic book. Have you not seen this before? I'm like, no, I have never seen this before. I got a whole bunch of them. Okay. Brought them back. Had I read them with the kids.
1: This is all happening in my house under my nose. Uh, I'm
0: I'm indoctrinating the (laughs) ham
1: radio
0: uh, under your nose. There's no way that you could have thought either like this <laughs> happening, uh, but yeah, no, they, they're actually pretty good. They're not. They're 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 kind of fun. They're not
1: bad, is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> they're kind of good. No, they're they're pretty good. They're pretty good comic books. I mean, it's it's very ham radio focused, right? In all of it, but so uh, the in space is obviously the satellite one. Ham radio and emergencies, right? They're talking about like Aries and all that stuff. Um, the, the one character going to the UK or whatnot is about like, you know, programming a radio. So it's-
1: ICOM, send me a stack of these. I have access to so many children that I can give this to. I wonder if I can
0: ask Ray about that. I bet you they've got to have some of them-
1: I'll, I'll just—I will literally just bring them to the copious amount of science fairs I go to and leave. Oh, stacks that's great! At
0: that's a great idea. Like a uh, like all these different. Yeah.
1: We're literally having a STEM day at the kids' school. I can just drop. Get me six hundred. Uh, you know what? scratch that, get me 600 times five, and I will drop it off at all the top elementary schools in our district.
0: <laughs> all the nerds, all the nerd kids will, will lock them up early. Uh, no, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. ICOM does a lot of stuff, like weird stuff that you, like I didn't even think anybody, like a comic book, really?
1: Ray Novak, <laughs> it, 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 if you're listening. definitely listens to the podcast.
0: <laughs> I don't think he does.
1: Let me help you. <laughs>
0: What's funny is that might have more outreach than, like, any attempt that we make by going in person to a classroom kind of thing, for sure.
1: Yeah, 100%. A freebie for for a STEM day? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I I,
0: I bet you HRO still has a huge stack of them somewhere that I could probably get my hands on. I can get them out to every
1: Cub Scout troop in a 10-mile radius. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, good good point bringing that back up. I'm going to make a, a note, a, a reminder, if you will.
1: Note to Ray. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> Text Ray in the morning. Ray. How, how many more of these comic books do you have? And he's like, well, we printed them 10 years ago, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I can really help here in this specific arena. <laughs> If you want to reach nerdy children, yes. I could drop them off at Coder School, Code Ninja. Uh, so, Kumon? So, no, not Kumon. Not Kumon. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan.
0: Come on, Ben. <laughs> Still, my favorite my favorite dad joke of the week is.
1: It's been going on for longer than
0: a Come one. on, Ben.
2: Howdy, Hampton. Paramore yeah. J.U.D. here. Also known as your Virginia correspondent.
1: Hey Jake. Let's talk trash about
0: Virginia.
2: <laughs> originally, your Virginia correspondent was born in San Diego. Oh no. So I, I, we
1: hurt you. Your potato burritos, your
2: french fries. Just giving you a warning, a heads up. But I get what you're saying. No, french fries don't belong in every
0: burrito. No, we're, we're not against it. I mean, like hash and burritos, browns in a breakfast so, burrito.
1: Fine. You can't claim all of California. This is.
0: California ko Four J. Your
2: Virginia correspondent, also your San Diego C-O correspondent. Yes. Uh, catch you later,
1: seven three. I feel. I feel like we wounded Jake I, in a way that he has not forgiven us. He was like, <laughs>
0: "I was your Virginia correspondent, but you dug up some old corpses in the backyard that we called my time in San Diego, that we must deal with." Like, I, 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 I okay. I would not grab. A San Diego burrito on the regular there's no way there's no way I would do that I know there's a lot of people who do no offense I don't you know like what you like but I can't I don't believe you can claim all of California with that burrito I think that is unfair to California mm-hmm. California yeah. is literally the size of of the east coast <laughs> like it's th- and that's all broken up in all kinds of states and there's all kinds of weird individual foods of all those states and you wouldn't say like the entire this is the entire right one dish for mm-hmm. this is the burrito for the entire <laughs> east coast I, and i appreciate that you know california isn't that big but you, i think you get what i'm saying there's no way that like in san francisco that's the burrito right nor would I say that, like, that's... Uh... No way! Wait, you think that... Okay, do you think that California is represented by the burrito that has fries in it?
1: Um, Not necessarily, but I'm not saying that San Francisco is not big into fries in a burrito.
0: I- I'm not saying there aren't people that are into that. I'm just saying that I don't know that you can... You can't even do... You could not encompass Mexico with... A burrito. It doesn't exist. Right? Sure. Like, you can't. That would be selling the cuisine short.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And there's many adaptations in Mexican cuisine in our wonderful state that is all subtly different takes on, you know, the origin of where it came from. And to say, like, yes, this is the one. Like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like, Al Pastor. Oh, come on, man. That's my whole. My whole jam right now. I'm just stuck on that Alpa Store jam. I couldn't. I can't. And birria. Oh, but that's a taco. Birria tacos are. They have,
1: they make birria burritos. No
0: way. They do. You can make a. You can get a birria burrito with yeah. like a consommé that you can dip the whole thing into. Yeah.
1: Should I get that for you next? Oh night? yeah. Oh.
0: I gotta. We gotta get down. Do they have cheese. It has cheese in it. Oh uh, yeah, of course. What else is that in it?
1: Who knows? I haven't had one.
0: Could they? I mean, get it the way they would do it. That's what I want to experience.
1: What that. if it's just crusted in like cheese on the outside for a crunch? You know? like. But What they, if it
0: has like avocado in it or something? That'd like, be
1: delicious. I, oh, my
0: God. Could you imagine?
1: Are we having beer together? <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our last voicemail. Thank you. And uh, apologies to Jake on. Uh,
0: Sorry for wronging you. Yeah. Wounding you deeply.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna meander our way.
0: Now we're climbing the tower. It's time. We now we'll read the emails. And if you want to email us, it's simple. Send an email to Leia at hamtactical.com. We would love to hear your ham radio story as you get started in ham radio or you learn something new and fun and interesting and want to share it with everybody. If you have a question, of course we love that. So make sure you dive in there on the email. And if you have a merch idea well, hey, good news, if we make the merch and sell it on hamtactical.com, which helps supports the podcast, we will send you one for free. So thank you very much for your time and effort.
1: The first email is titled, A Monkey with a Dremel Tool and a Dream.
0: <laughs> we make an AK-47s?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm looking at. An HP Elite desk and what looks like a tablet on top of it? Uh, a laptop? I don't know. Dear Josh and Leia, I wanted to share my quote-unquote cheap alternative to a Windows tablet for portable ops. Regarding the Windows tablet alternative, I used to have a Surface Pro 3, but the one USB port on it died. <sighs> and to fix it is rather risky, according to It. I originally considered buying an Android phone to replace it, but decided against it for now, since I wanted to have something that could do it, uh, do all the digital modes. Even the Surface 3 cost quite a bit Mm -hmm. working on eBay. However, so I figured I could go another route. I ended up getting an HP Elite Desk 800 G3, an enterprise mini PC for about $80, including the power brick RAM CPU SSD, but no OS. A tip for anyone buying used enterprise computers, one of the ways Windows 10 and 11 can be activated is via a digital license entitlement, meaning, as far as I know, as long as the hardware is the same, even if the storage device was formatted or removed, you won't have to buy a new license when you reinstall Windows. Oh. That's a hot tip. These HP Mini PCs come in 35 watts and 65 watts TDP CPU variants. I bought the 65 watt version because that's just what I was looking at, but I imagine a 35 watt would be even easier on battery in the field. I also bought a small seven inch screen that is marketed for Raspberry Pi use for about $39 and a folding keyboard listed on Josh's Amazon list for about $25, bringing the total unit cost to about the same or less than a fair condition Surface 3. Plus, it has user-replaceable components, a more powerful processor, and literally six times the USB ports. I'll attach pics of the PC and screen if I can. He successfully did that. I will drop those in the HRCC podcast channel of the Discord. I'll be using the Elite Desk mostly as a remote desktop capable SDR hub, but I'm excited to try my idea of running it as the field PC I hope it can be. Mm-hmm. As a note, Dell and Lenovo also make these same form factor PCs and smaller as NUCs. But I haven't, I, I haven't looked at how the prices and specs line up to used HP offerings. Additionally, the back of the display I bought has exposed components, which I covered up with gaffer's tape. That is industrious. Yep. At some point in the future, I may put one of these or a nuke in my car as a kind of open-source-style mobile scanner, digital modem, TNC type of thing. Uh, Ham Tyson upgraded Raspberry Pi screen monitor, 7-inch portable monitor, external display, 800 by 480 IPS screen. And there is a link. Um, and... uh. This is signed off. Thanks for all of the content that won ooh woo ham. Ooh woo.
0: You did the thing. Yeah. Here. Okay.
1: That's the elite yes. desk. This is the gaffer's tape. Oh my god. Behind goodness. the screen. Yep. And this is the setup. The elite desk and uh the screen and what I'm guessing is the keyboard down there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh many okay. I talked about this on a video i'm not exactly sure what it was about i think it might have been about linux uh no it was about my jankopotamus the jankopotamus i'm a big fan of these super small uh old corporate computers the nuke uh, nucs you can you can get a lot of these super small computers online for 100 bucks 200 bucks and for ham radio, they work great. They're really, really good for ham radio. And you can you can get a couple of them. You can do SDRs with them. You can do all kinds of different stuff. You can have them directly connected to radios via USB. You can, you can do so much with this stuff. And you can port them over to Linux if you want to run Linux. Literally, the, the world is your oyster if you want to go down this road. And it's super fun. It's super cool. And they're really inexpensive. So for a home... Like let's say, let's say you have a like a decent computer, like a laptop or something like that. A Mac, Windows, doesn't matter, like a like a pretty good one. And you don't necessarily want to like tether it constantly to your ham radio, right? Mm. You can use one of these, you know, repurposed corporate computers, like the HPs or the nukes or whatever, and you can connect that to your ham radio, and then you can remote in the to that device using different software titles. You know, there's a lot on the market. And then you could potentially have a VPN connection that will allow you to remote outside of your home network with your laptop or whatever you take portable to your home and get back to your home radio and be able to still do ham radio even with just your laptop. It's, It's really fun. That's is a whole world of ham radio that I've talked about to a to a slight degree, not a lot. There, there's much better people out there that make videos on this on this topic than I do. I'm I'm barely scratching the surface with a lot of this stuff. But for those of you that are like flex users and whatnot, a very similar concept. You can use something like this to kind of be a go-between or, you know, to your ICOM radios that have network connections and all that. There's all kinds of fun stuff. You can do VNC. You can connect remotely from the laptop via VNC to your your headless. You could, so do you know what headless is? No. So if you took a small device like this, like a small laptop, mm-hmm. and you connected it to your lap, your, your radio, uh, you don't have to connect a monitor or a keyboard or anything like that to it. You can do something called VNC which allows you to remote the desktop on your on your laptop. Okay. To that device.
1: That's pretty handy.
0: So you can just remote into it from where you're at, and then you can just operate the radio from there. Huh. It's super cool. Yeah, there's all kinds of really cool options that you can do out there if, if you're so inclined. So yeah, absolutely, big fan.
1: All right. Well, thank you for sharing your build. It's uh super industrious. Yeah. The next uh, three emails. Two emails? Yeah. Two emails um, are from. He timed out the email repeater? KC0KRK. Okay. First email via APRS. O- okay. This comes in a very odd format, obviously, because there's a limitation on what can be sent, I guess. Okay. Okay. Like, um, but it has a ton of data. And I'm just noting this because. I had no idea you could send this much by um, APRS, but it says from KC0KRK-14. First email via APRS. What a burger and doctor, and um, it's continued on the next email. But the bottom says do not reply.
0: Okay, so this is probably over Winlink, or is there some kind of weird? I'm not I sure. I get a
1: connection. Okay. But then below that it says, uh, you know, find um KC0KRK-14 um link and there's like various links aprs.fi um and then more information at aprs-is.net/email. So it's okay. it's obviously like a server that's relaying, right? Okay. Um but so it says, "Whataburger and Dr Pepper are a hill to die on." Corey, <laughs> I
0: think I can. I I think I would. Uh, I I would be a, a shield bearer in the Dr Pepper. Um, world. I never see you get Dr Pepper. Oh, Dr Pepper is like my favorite. My favorite soda.
1: Why Why am I always getting you Diet Coke? Though? I
0: don't like Diet Dr Pepper. So this is a. Uh, this is very weird. I don't. I like Coke. I like Diet Coke, mm-hmm. but I like Diet Coke because it's there's not any calories in it. Sure. Right. And I and I guess I'm like, so I was always the guy who was like, if you want a soda, drink a, a regular soda. Right. Enjoy this luxury moment, and then just get on. But with Diet Coke's life. fine. I seldom drink soda to begin with now. Right. And most of the time, I just grab a Diet Coke because it's like I don't really, I don't drink enough of this that it's like a thing. Sure. And I. Don't like Coke enough that I could just have the diet and right. just move on with my life. Mm-hmm. But my favorite soda is Dr Pepper. Noted. No question. No, that's what you you're getting You know what's interesting about Dr on Pepper, on right? You know what's interesting about Dr Pepper? What? It's not based it's on not even a doctor. No, it's not based on any <laughs> like flavor profile. What? So colas and all this stuff have like a, a flavor profile that exists in nature. Dr Pepper is like 26 flavors that are combined to make dr pepper
1: oh so coke is modeled after what sarsaparilla
0: so i don't know i don't know i'm i'm i guess i'm just really uh reiterating marketing talk (laughs) but dr pepper has always been like a favorite of mine because it's just got this crazy flavor i really like it but i hate diet dr pepper if like, if I'm going to have Dr. Pepper, I will drink that.
1: Okay. No that good. is the, that's that all is, I'm getting for you yeah. from now on. I, now I'm never I'm, getting
0: it. I am a, Pepper uh, Pepper. a zealot, a religious zealot about Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Cannot do the diet. Cannot touch it. <laughs> okay. I don't like it.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for your email vibe by EPRS. A P A P R S.
0: What are burger's good. Again, I'm, I'm such a fan of all the burgers. I hate that is the, um, we should all just be fans of all the burgers. Love all the burgers. Love all the burgers. Yeah, every burger has its flavor, or you know, moment in time where it's good for you.
1: Sure, the Habit Burger has a Portobello Burger. Dude, Habit is
0: good. Habit, Habit is, is a very good, good, good burger. Yeah. It's a really good burger.
1: But I do something about In and Out still. Like, I think I like the amount of vegetables that come on an In n Out burger in the ratio to everything else.
0: I I think oh, I'm gonna yeah. We 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 often wax poetically about in and out, and and I because the fries
1: are only good for two minutes.
0: No, yeah, we're not. I'm not. I'm not hard on the the fry.
1: Whereas McDonald's like fries exist frozen no, in time. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: They also stink after like an hour. You're you're done. You're done. the The window for those window for all fries is very short. That's
1: not true because if you get them from like a Mexican diner. You can reheat them in an air fryer, well, and they're still pretty good. And because they're generally undercooked,
0: and they're thick. Yes, and the steak yes. fries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, in and out. Here's the secret. But Red Robin, no, okay. I don't want to talk about Red <laughs> Robin. Get, get, let's get started on Island Burger. We haven't got any kind of no Island we haven't Burger. Grown any is shape? Per, I will
1: never. N- they decided to make a very bad di- business decision at the beginning, and I and know that they have,
0: have never got back.
1: They have changed that position, yeah, but it's done. It, yeah, it's, no, it's, I know what you're about.
0: Th- the Earth is salted.
1: Yes, <laughs> okay. I won't even go to fundraisers at Island Burgers, no, yeah, and they no. do so many fundraisers. Nope.
0: You won't touch it. Okay, here's the the, the I think the thing for In and Out. Don't get the double double. Get the cheeseburger, mm. grilled onions, just that's it. Perfect ratio. Good.
1: Oh, did you know you can get grilled onions and grilled peppers and then also the fresh peppers and the raw onion on an In-N-Out burger? No. Why would I do that? Oh, it's delicious. I didn't know you could do the
0: grilled peppers, though. I yeah, would be down for that. you can do grilled that. peppers. So me personally, I am a grilled onion mm-hmm. and chopped chilies. But I didn't know you can grill the chilies. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need that, but I'll try both. it. You can try both. I'll try it. Uh, cheeseburger, grilled onions. That's it. It's the perfect ratio of lettuce, tomato. The only thing onion, they're missing
1: is like mushrooms. No, I both don't want to do with that. Yeah. no, I
0: don't it's need fantastic. that. Fantastic. No.
1: All right. The next email is titled "Winter Preparedness." And this comes from Pete. Hello, Josh and Leia. Just a quick note to once again congratulate you on your excellent podcast and the new show format. Well, thank you. Thank you. I must say, as narcissistically cool as it is to hear one's letter read on the air, having the practice test and show topic at the beginning makes for much better listening. Well, thank you. Well, we hope so.
0: Well, we figured that like the people that want to tap out at that point, they can tap out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, you don't have to come along all the way up the tower. You're, huh. you're not you Rapunzel.
0: Can, you can stay right at the base. Yeah, you can fight that dragon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can hang out on the other side of the moat. I guess this is a castle. We've determined. Now. Oh, it's a castle, now. and now it's a castle. <laughs> there's a dragon. There's a tower. I now, had a whole feeling. I have this a moat like Isengard. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Huh. Yeah,
0: it was more like Isengard, which is a a tower. Okay flanked and protected by orcs
1: wow who are the orcs
0: i mean they're just they're orcs what do you mean
1: oh those are just npcs yeah yeah, yeah. okay NPCs. I see. and right. some
0: Ents. we we border a forest an old forest i love ends yeah
1: yeah they are doing the most against climate change <laughs>
0: it's just like giving themselves aneurysms from how fast they're breathing
1: yeah <laughs> Hyperventilating ants. <laughs> All right. Well, Pete continues. Per the subject line, in a recent series of winter storms throughout the Midwest, resulted in a brief power outage in my area. Based on many of your preparedness discussions, we quickly established backup power for the refrigerator and emergency lighting, broke out a charged and pre-programmed HT to check local two-meter traffic, and dialed in the local AM news stations to listen for weather-related announcements and updates. The power outage only lasted around seven hours. Seven hours is a long time. I understand that... There are places where the power goes out for days. Mm -hmm. But seven hours is a long time, too. Oh, yeah. it's Yeah. But even our moderate level of preparedness made it fairly uneventful. I'll admit that I was somewhat disappointed at not getting to break out the camp stove to whip up some tasty meals and hot beverages. But this was easily offset by the amusement of listening to family members repeatedly trying to ask Alexa... (laughs) For weather updates while they waited for their web browser to refresh. Newsflash, it didn't.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: Alexa, what's the weather outside? You know what's freaky about that? Is that that means that there is an entire generation or generations or populace of people. Mm-hmm that do not understand how everything connects. Do, do you know what I mean? Like because we lived in a time where we were fully aware that you had to have an internet connection to be able to access the other things you were trying to access mm-hmm. on your computer. Well, we had right? to we had to chop we the had wood to dial start in the fire to we had to hear the fax sounds. Get
0: the billows going. Right. <laughs> to feed into the modem to uh to vibrate the voice box of the modem, to, pl- to connect it to a, a phone, we <laughs> take the phone and slam it on top of the modem,
1: <laughs> and
0: start the Model T.
1: So you knew what worked and didn't work if you didn't like dial in, mm-hmm. right? But now you don't dial in anywhere. There's no trigger in which right, you right, right. know it's I am always now. On. Yeah. So I
0: am not restricted to my access to the internet.
1: And then we're getting closer and closer to these futuristic smart homes of the future where everything is automated because we are feeding it the data of our lives so that it can make things seamlessly happen. But it only works
0: if it has internet.
1: Right. And Otherwise, the internet it's dead to you. Depends on electricity. Yes. Unless, I guess, you're on satellite internet or something. Right? I
0: mean, that still depends on electricity. Does
1: it? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it doesn't just, like, connect to uh, satellite. You think the satellite's beaming power? No, no, no. That it's uh, connected to, like, centralized Wi-Fi routers that create, like, a network of Wi-Fi.
0: That they mesh?
1: Yeah. No. Oh, is that not how satellite works? No, I don't have satellite internet.
0: Oh my God, Leah, this is, oh, I love, I, I, I don't want to dive in hard on this, but. Do it. Okay, so the satellite uplink and downlink, right? So if you think, let, let's assume you're in a remote location somewhere, right? You, you are in the middle of a place where there is no internet. So you have uplink and downlink capability. Uh huh. Right. Well, the satellite has to downlink your transmission to a ground station. OK. That ground station is just a broker of communication for the satellite. It, the ground station, then has to connect to the Internet to oh. get you the web website that's being serviced that you're requesting.
1: Huh. I thought it worked kind of like.
0: Uh... Like it goes direct. No. Like no. it goes to some dude's house.
1: No, that it. It connected to you know what I think I might be confusing this with what the city's trying to implement right now, which is like citywide Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, but but even that has a ground station, right? So right. let's assume wireless, right? Wireless. So we're wireless at home, and let's say the 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 back the the center connect that gets the internet is at the city hall, and our Wi-Fi is hot enough that we can make it to city hall, mm-hmm. right? Well, City Hall still has to connect to the internet to broker the conversation between us over RF to the internet.
1: Oh, yeah. Our City Hall is actually fully solar. But
0: if the thing that it's trying to connect to is down or the interconnect between that thing is down, then Mm. it has to reroute through who knows what. Sure, sure. If that position even exists.
1: Okay. Fascinating. So, yeah, you're not going to get internet if you don't have power. That's... I
0: mean, yeah, you can do a lot at home. You can figure a lot of stuff out. By the way, this is also one of my reasons why, you know, it goes back to my whole EMP trash can thing, which had a huge resurgence in views. A ebook reader full of, like, human knowledge. Mm -hmm. You can literally download Wikipedia. Right. Do you remember... um, You may not remember this because you didn't really watch The Walking Dead, right? I did. But not all of it.
1: I stopped around the time that Glenn died. Spoiler alert.
0: Oh, yeah. Then you didn't see these people. There's these people that like roll around in like a VW bus after the apocalypse. Okay. And they kind of trade in human knowledge. And they have a binder. What? That they'll give you to rebuild humanity. It's, a, it's literally they're, – they're literally exchanging knowledge, right?
1: Okay, for goods.
0: Sure, or just like, you know, whatever, good vibes. I don't know. They, they really just want to rebuild humanity. But all they're providing you is like this common knowledge that right now is at our fingertips because we can just pull up the internet right. and look at it. Mm-hmm. Like how to build a water filter. Like does anybody know how to do that? Do you know how to do that in your head? Probably not.
1: Mm, you got to get different like it's great. It's mesh good. mesh yeah no and rocks rocks and are sand. involved
0: uh yeah i would absolutely include sand and like charcoal maybe there it is that's the big one yeah so
1: i put i pieced it together yeah you did yeah. It, but
0: you pieced it together in the opposite order so the 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 smallest bits of course the go smallest to the bottom. bits and like you have pea gravel at the top yeah, and then it gets course. to sand or whatever. Yeah. And then you use like a handkerchief at the very top. And that's like Yeah, that's like
1: the-, the mesh. Okay.
0: The mesh, sure. Okay. Um but but like imagine, imagine if you took a Sunday, right? Yeah. Take a Sunday and just collect all this information that we have for free right now. Okay. And made it offline. All right. Right, like how many how many people actually think about that? Why don't you take a day and just collect common information and store it locally? Mm. <laughs> could you imagine what you could do with that? but put it on like an ebook reader, yeah and then have a local copy on a computer that you could run if there's no power?
1: Yes, right? Yeah.
0: Like all this stuff.
1: Great really? ideas. Yeah, do that. Well, Pete signs off, Keep up the good work and my best to you all, Pete, k i five. HSE. Well, I'm glad you got your power back, uh, and that it came back around seven hours. <laughs> Could have been shorter. We we really start freaking out here at the two hour mark. I think, <laughs> even though we're fully prepared, right? It's mm-hmm. just you feel so. I don't disconnected. freak out. I run
0: to the shack and turn the HF radio on immediately.
1: Oh, that's true. But I feel so disconnected. Uh, but it's, you know, you still kind of have access to the Internet if you have access to a hotspot. If your cell phone works.
0: Well, if your cell phone works and you're not really off grid. Yeah. Because you still have Internet. Yeah, But, but so- like if you're proper down. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's.
1: I mean, in our house, I feel like it would take a really long time to get there because we would go from running our cell phone batteries to then running through portable batteries then running through, you know, like portable power banks and then you're running through the Jackery. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah,
0: I'll, 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 uh, you've seen me do this multiple times when we're, like, there's a threat of brownout. Yeah. I'll just like, start breaking go, out batteries. Gotta
1: I'll go just, charge everything now. <laughs>
0: charge it all up. We're gonna make sure this is all hot.
1: And now with the, uh, with a truck, oh, man. it just go sit in there. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: all just going to be in the truck. Let's drive around the neighborhood and point at the people without power. <laughs> we decided to drive our power around the town and point at you. <laughs> we would never. Then we're going to we go home and plug the truck in and sit in the light that the <laughs> truck provides. Um, I don't would, even need
1: to turn on the lights. I just want to plug in my stuff.
0: <laughs> Did you notice that I turned on a spotlight <laughs> that shines in our neighborhood to show off the power that I have that you do not? I would. You definitely do, do not want to do I would that. Never that, do that
1: is yeah. literally just making yourself a target. I would never That's do that. So foolish. Yeah. In fact, in an in a power outage situation that got very desperate, I would go ahead and just cover the truck. <laughs> That's People are plugging into the back. <laughs> yeah, it's just some guy. I, just... <laughs> I charge my phone, man. There's no internet, dog. I know this is an electric truck. <laughs> I know you have that.
0: We're out there with a Sharpie, like painting the front <laughs> light bar.
1: No, we just cover the truck. We take a car cover or truck cover, cover it up, and get inside <laughs>
0: <laughs> with guns. That's my power. I I mind it.
1: (laughs) All right. The next email is titled, Appliance Operator. And this is from Todd. Let's go. Leia and Josh, I listened to your Appliance Operator episode. I had taken a significant break from your lineup, admittedly because of the typical length of other episodes. Mm. Sorry, I am not one for the marathon shows.
0: You've failed me.
1: In fact, if I my wife ever found out i listened to another married couple talk more than she and i talk that might be the end of me
0: i you know what i can see that (laughs) i can see that you know what hey why don't you welcome our podcast into your
1: relationship that really i feel and
0: play the podcast with your wife yes and then pause it frequently to have your own side discussion it's true you can have your own deep dives
1: and diatribes Oh, the show is "This Is Us." That's what—that's the show that a lot of couples uh, watch together.
0: Is that got the the Moores in it?
1: Yeah, and the Milo Vittal nailed it, (laughs) killed it.
0: Mila (laughs) Juhovic,
1: Milo Vittal. I'm sorry, I'm thinking uh, of the (laughs) Fidel. He's on a new show that I started watching because my friend from high school is one of the uh, main actors of the ensemble. And I try to support all the work that he does. And I, oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's...
0: <laughs> well, sorry, Leia's friend, if you're listening to this right now.
1: He's fine in it. He's it's just, fine? Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good in it. Because you. He plays like. I,
0: I was uh, semi-milk toast about a comment I made earlier. And he's like, so not great? <laughs> so not good. He's
1: fine. No, he's good in it. The two leads are M- Milo Vitamiliglia.
0: <laughs> Again. <laughs> nailed it.
1: And uh, this um, Asian actress. Mm-hmm. And the premise is that he comes from a crime family. She comes from a um, a political family, but her, she also has a career in like the FBI or some alphabet agency. Good they they meet and their relationship is like the basis for what the the show is they don't know what each other does right this
0: is uh this is romeo and juliet in a different right right
1: there is no chemistry between the leads it is no so bad it is so bad It's like you don't even want them together. You're just like, could you just go your separate ways? You obviously don't like each other very much. It doesn't make any sense as to why you're together.
0: (laughs) When the people watching are not even fighting for your relationship. Yes. "Eh." (laughs) No, I get it. It's cool. I'm with you.
1: Sometimes you just have to let go of who you have to find out who you're meant to be with. (laughs) Okay. That's, All right. Anyway, that's, uh, this is us is the show that Milo was on. But yes, I, I feel like we've heard from a lot of our uh, podcast listeners via email that this is a podcast that they can listen to with their partners. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so much now that we've changed the format. <laughs> it's because no, all absolutely. the emails are on the back end we we
0: started out talking about clubbing at tau yeah that we, was in the Bill middle Hader. that was yeah that was in the middle of the <laughs> uh, ham
1: questions okay, fair, fair.
0: i don't know that like i mean we we have a, a format but we often view it as like a suggestion
1: it's true <laughs> we do what we want that's where Edison gets it. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, imagine if you condensed all of our bad traits into one individual.
1: He has so many of our good traits, too, though. But he uses it, 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 them it, as power. Yeah.
0: It's the good traits we have that we use sparingly mm-hmm. because we, we understand that, like, if you lived your whole life like this, it would be
1: difficult. I guess? I don't know. But today I was so mad at him because he got so rude with me. and
0: You're like, I'm not talking to him. So I'm literally talking to him via the speakerphone. You should probably start putting your Cub Scout uniform on. Tuck in your shirt and don't get upset. I'll be back in a little bit. I'll help you out. Then you're like, yeah, because I'm not talking to him.
1: (laughs) I was... I was just like I. I don't know how else to get through to you. We're we're just not talking now. <coughs> yes, so that happened. so. Um, he has the hardest time wearing his Cub Scout uniform.
0: Mm, yes. He has a sensory it, it, thing. It, it, it's also to... it's also sized. He hasn't grown into it yet.
1: Right, and so it's normally uh this game of adjusting the uniform but like not really adjusting it
0: because it's it's like he's not he's not used to tucking anything in and he's not
1: used to stiff clothing i mean he lives in t-shirts and athletic pants right
0: right or just no shirt at all
1: sure and so i wasn't talking to him and i'm but i am talking to ben (laughs)
0: right (laughs) (laughs) we all talk to ben
1: and a, a part of this got kicked off because his den ended up not having somebody to present what they did this week, which was go to visit a fire station. Which is, okay. I took them, yes. And he was like, I need days to prepare for something like this. The meeting is like very soon. I don't have enough time. He was like mad at me. He was like, why didn't you tell me before? And I was like, I just found out. And then he's like, no, have somebody else do it. And I was like, but there's no one else. Everyone else is either already presented or they're home sick. They're not going to go to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I've already presented. And I'm like, okay, listen, you don't have to do this. But all of the parents have already talked. And literally, it's you.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And and he's like fuming mad about this. And I'm like, okay, I understand We're just going to go do something else. And he started throwing shade at me over his homework. And I was like, okay, we're done. I understood when you were upset. I understood when you were upset before. We're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about your homework. And if you're going to be rude about your homework, this is it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to talk to somebody who is not going to be at all cooperative and is trying to be verbally abusive towards me. This is hard pass. No, thank you. Right. So um I had said to Ben, uh, you know, you should probably go suit up for Cub Scouts. And Edison had already started suiting up, and yeah. he's throwing a tantrum by himself, mm-hmm. right? And he knows he can't talk to me. You're not home, right? You came home. He was fully suited up. He was ready. Past his, uh, he was already past his tantrum about the clothes that he normally. He worked it, yeah. At. And uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to present." And I, I'm like okay fine whatever I'm still, I'm, still, I'm not saying anything. Right right you're still yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah
0: yeah.
1: And so it's the first time I've ever done this.
0: Yes. Yes it is. Yes.
1: We go. He gets up there. <laughs> and nails it. He is 6 years old and he goes up and he presents better than the wee below do.
0: He, he takes the mic and goes
1: it perfectly speaks into it too. It, not like, this m-
0: not not perfectly spaced. Yes. Does not yell. Oh. Does not peek anything out. He goes, I am Edison Nass, and I'm going to talk about the time we went to the fire station. Right. And then just
1: explains all the, the things whole thing. that the, uh, the stop, drop, and roll. He had some things not perfectly factually He's like, correct. We went to
0: the fire station, but before we went in, yeah. we learned about, you know, he didn't do the stop, drop, and roll thing right, but he yeah. was like, We learned about when you catch on fire. I was like, as one does, yeah. and, he, and he walked through the whole thing, and he's like, "So we we roll or do whatever, and then we call our parents." Yes, <laughs> did the whole thing just like boom, boom, boom. Yes,
1: point, point, people point. People boom, were boom, boom, stunned boom. because it, it was probably the best presentation of the From year. A
0: six-year-old,
1: like, but of the yeah. year. Yeah, no, he was because he normally was the very kids bad. are like mumbling. They're they have the mic stu-
0: like in space
1: or they're like reading off of someone's holding a phone yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and the um one of the den leaders next to me she was like he did really good memorizing that i was like he didn't memorize anything like he literally told me because you texted me because you
0: weren't talking to him you texted me please you know work with him on the speech and i was like edison you know let's let's talk about what you're gonna say he's like i don't want to talk to you about what i'm gonna say (laughs) <laughs> not like he was mean he was yeah. just like i got it like i'm mm-hmm. not gonna talk about it i'm like okay well like what you know what do you remember from the day like what do you, you yeah. remember and he's like well you know we we saw the truck and he missed the one thing which i thought was the best part he was mm-hmm. like we you know they, they have a chainsaw that can cut through anything and i was like yes they do and i'm like but what did you do before that and he was like oh yeah you know when you catch on fire stop drop and roll all that he remembered all that stuff that we added yeah from our talk mm-hmm. like, he remembered to talk about all that um. Yeah. He did. He did a fantastic job.
1: It's just very impressive. Uh, uh, top ten most proudest moments about Edison. And that
0: you were back uh, on board.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> you, to you again. You earned my love you're, again. You're <laughs> we're good. You did a great job. Blah blah blah. blah. And you. <laughs> now I'm upset with you Me? because I am literally uh, the uh, Ben's Den leader hadn't shown up yet. And. Two of the kids that were presenting for the den had also not shown up, and we were like twenty minutes into the meeting, and so I'm like, "Oh no, I oh no." So when he when he didn't, I'm a, I'm the assistant den leader, mm-hmm. so I went and I sat um, with the den uh, next to the other den leaders, and I was trying to coordinate like who's going to be backup mm-hmm. because two the third kid is Ben, <laughs> right? The two other kids, one that was doing the presentation and one doing the joke. Mm-hmm. They were not there, right? So, so I'm picking it up. I'm like coaching one of the other kids. I'm like, okay, well, if he doesn't show up, like, can you go? And and like, what are you gonna say? And then he was like, well, like, could you guide me a little bit? And so we're like doing all of that, my right? My writer,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, I see no M and M's with the green ones picked out.
1: And so I'm not. It's sitting in the audience. You're in a perfect place to record right? and no, I have, I'm not. I'm I in the see, back. I see the ca- your camera out, and I'm like, oh, he's got this. He's no, going to record not gonna, Edison's uh... speech. Okay? And instead, I for a medium of presentation, which is a speech, you decided, instead of taking video, which is your thing, by the <laughs> way, <laughs> that is what you are doing a good amount of time, you decided to take still frame pictures of a Beach, <laughs> Like, I don't even have evidence right now of the uh, amazing thing that Edison did. <laughs> and I'm not recording because I'm literally trying to coordinate the other den.
0: I, I looked at you like, oh, you're in a better position to record this. You're going to do that because you're closer. That's no, what I literally, thought. Literally, people thought who were the recording the there. thing,
1: and the people who were recording the kids on stage were jumping right like a couple of feet in front yeah, and, of you and they're wrong
0: the, the head-on <laughs> shot of, a, of a, a speech is the worst shot you want it slightly to the side slightly profile
1: now i'm not talking and to that's you and that's also because you've disappointed well, that's me that's difficult
0: because we got a podcast to do but see also you were closer to the speaker which you could have like rotated your phone to where the microphone is pointed to the speaker, and you would have been able to get even better audio. Listen where to I was me. at, we, I had the worst audio.
1: Listen to me. No, your job. You know what? You know what sucks to about Record this? things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what sucks about this is like I'm now going to just have a tripod. And a full <laughs> camera setup with a microphone, and just record the whole damn thing, and be like, "You're never
1: going to be up there again." Yeah, they absolutely will. No, not this year. That was their turn. They'll be back. No.
0: Now that Edison has done that, they're like, "You know what? Just just have Edison go up to a tight five, just <laughs> warm the crowd up, just send him up there. Go ahead." So what's the deal with these cards we flip? <laughs> dad worked out this arrangement i get a sucker if i don't clip down (laughs) why do we call it clipping down anyway what's up with that what's the deal with clipping down we clip up we clip down why do the colors work this way (laughs) i (laughs) my dad told me that like you get to red that's bad (laughs) that makes sense but then yellow first stop on the bad side also makes sense yellow's not good look at traffic light. it's yellow Right. Got to slow down, slow your roll. <laughs> now I got yellow is like two steps to good. <laughs> My dad doesn't understand. I did good. I told him I was yellow. He doesn't get it. I'm trying to explain to him, Dad. You're old now. Times have changed. Got to stop the Asian hate. That's why yellow is the third, second to good. They're upset about that. Why not all the way good? i can't win i'm trying to get a chupa chup and my dad i don't know what to do all right there you go see now i'm back good again now you can talk to me (laughs) a a tight two i guess i don't know what i had there you clipped up i clipped up that's all it took
1: back to green is that good i don't know all right
0: literally the first time the kids told me about the color scheme i was like what is this crap this does not make sense this is garbage none of what you're saying to me speaks to me and what i know about colors what have you been taught about colors like to this day to this day as an engineer right You put slides together. We do a lot of slides in engineering. Building satellites and shit. Sorry. Oh, hey. Oh, hey.
1: Clip down again. (laughs) Clip down. (laughs) You
0: you can't use the color red. Like, I will get some, like a boomer engineering, be like, oh, you can't use red.
1: Yeah, because red's bad.
0: Red's bad. Yeah. Can't use red. Red's, oh, come on.
1: I mean, that's that red in like in american culture viscerally bad
0: like a an emotional response
1: like ben when he first took his standardized test and the default when you selected an answer no matter whether it was right or wrong it turned red oh so bad tears okay
0: freaked him out
1: he was like i'm absolutely sure this is the right answer but it's telling me everything i've answered is wrong and i was like standardized tests aren't supposed to tell you whether they're right or wrong as you're taking them right 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 and so i see it and it's turning everything red and i'm like who designed who this authorized test?
0: this who made this a thing
1: did china make this test <laughs> this is like it turned red because that's auspicious <laughs> like very <laughs> good
0: good favor to your family
1: turn everything green Turn, if you're gonna, if you're gonna turn it one way, turn everything green, or
0: just go from black to white, just something. Or to, to blue, know.
1: blue is blue or gray is the right answer. Right, right, right. Anyway, for eye fatigue issues. Okay. Well, Todd continues. I tend to agree with Leia about the. Wait, te- Todd's still here? Yeah. <laughs> I tend to agree with Leia about the technology and relevance in terms, um, at the time it was written. While it has a flavor of the arguments often heard around Founding Fathers and the Constitution, I think this topic is different. Full disclosure, my education days predated yours by a significant margin, I'm sure. When I studied electronics and later computers, the bread and butter of electronics world was analog and some quote-unquote solid state. Mm -hmm. Digital electronics was the new frontier. As you know, things evolved quite a bit beyond that. To what we have today, back in the day, hams built radio equipment. Much of it was very crude. Yeah, some repurposed military parts, etc. How many worked with microwave or higher, EME, meteor scatter, etc.? Few, I'm guessing. They probably didn't have to deal with the huge amount of noise like we do today. Yeah, thank you, JT. My point is, while we might have considered an electronics expert yesterday might look very different to one today, I have been off and on aware of the ham world since the 1960s, but didn't become one until a couple of years ago. In just the last three years, it has evolved before my eyes as I'm sure it will continue to do. The experts will always be involved, even if the gap between them and the rank and file grows. Should we lose our place in the spectrum? Absolutely not. The government, the FCC, is not the power. We the people are, and we should retain our possessions. Anyways, thanks for listening, and keep up the good work. These are fantastic points.
0: That's a wild review for Whataburger. That's... (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. I, I'm i not – and by, by the way, the, the 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 argument I was making is not necessarily from the point of view of like what I think the world should be. It was me literally just reading the FCC mm. and what their view of what our service is, right? So it, it's more or less trying to frame the argument around like their thoughts potentially. Right. Based off of – You know what our service is based on
1: i mean it's true the fcc is not providing the airwaves the airwaves are there right
0: yeah that's oh god that's you know how hard it is to explain that to people by the way what well there's a lot of people and i'm not i'm not saying that you know that the email is 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 on this path but there's a lot of people who are like i don't need a license to use the radio right I don't need a license for you to authorize me to use the frequency space. I can just use it. It's like it it goes back to my whole joke about like the Second Amendment is my carry permit. Right. Right. Like that, you know. So the the problem isn't that, you know, let's use the Second Amendment, for example. If I put a gun in my pocket, everybody goes home at the end of the day. Everybody's safe. Nobody's affected. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I use the frequency space in a spot that i like and it just turns out that that's like a first responder space well right. that's a problem right right so we have a finite resource that is the rf band space right the literal s- slices that you can put slices slices that you could <laughs> what a throwback that was for the video that was seven dollars a living on seven dollars a day video that yeah. you were you you uh worked with me on yeah that so many people loved your your pronunciation of slices. So it's a finite resource, and and a budget and, and when you it's a budget. We've got a budget that we have to fit in, right?
1: We're a bunch of whale penises.
0: <laughs> but but because of it's a finite resource, you have to divvy it up, and y- you can either self police, which we generally do with ham radio, or you have a body like the FCC do that. And most users of the radio frequencies aren't going to self-police, right? right. They're just not going to do that. So you got to have somebody that does that. I, I appreciate that at least. I, I think that that's a, a, a requirement where the variation that we all line up and agree on is differs greatly. But, you know, there's some space, right, that we can probably come together on.
1: All right. All right. Well... Todd continues, on a Todd's side note, still here? <laughs> oh, on a geez. side note, it may be loosely related. I have another patch idea if you include Appliance Operator to your lineup. If you know George and the gang over at Ham Radio Workbench, I, I am I, borrowing I from them. them. Yes. George coined the term propagation ham, and I can proudly consider myself one. Mm. If you are unfamiliar, ask me to explain, but I'm guessing you already know it. Add that patch to your set, and I'll buy it.
0: I if they coin the term, we probably won't do that exactly. But yeah, and that's you know just because
1: maybe we, they want to make a patch. Yeah, and yeah.
0: and we we respect George and the whole community over there, and absolutely, we, we, we really like the podcast and all the great work they do and the myriad of other ham radio podcasts out there that's that are true. amazing.
1: Well, Todd signs off. Thanks again. Seven. Todd's still here. Todd. Stop. Thank you, Todd, for your email. I'm just kidding, Todd. Thank and for, for agreeing with me, I love it when people agree with me. You do. Yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to get people to agree with me. <laughs> I think we call that manipulation. That's I think that's the bulk it. of my day. <laughs>
0: if you just shut up and stop being stupid for long
1: enough, you'd understand <laughs> I was right. I have to imagine that's most of your day too convincing people to it, agree with you if you could like <laughs> i know have that I like just, have i just blown your mind I, I know. about your function in the world no, no no i get it but
0: like that's that's what i, I uh
1: if you that is literally your career josh it, it is it, yeah
0: it is literally me expressing my point and then doing it in different ways as though to I was to trying to run some kind of like panzer attack, <laughs> At- attacking the vulnerabilities from multiple points to try and find the weakness that my information can get in, so that you listen to me for five seconds. Listen, <laughs> just listen. And you Linda. will
1: understand that I'm right. <laughs> and you could be right too. You
0: could be right too if you just listen long enough.
1: the next email is titled an interesting audio listen for hams and this is from ron okay ron josh still here no josh (laughs) and or leia and that's what that's what the slash means by the way when you slash a name Mm -hmm. like we're slashing it put a slash it's and or Mm -hmm. right yeah it is
0: i thought it was divide by (laughs) no. <laughs> Leia divided by Josh.
1: It's Josh divided by Leia. Josh slash uh I recently listened to one. Joa.
0: <laughs> Hello, Joa.
1: I recently listened to one second after. Via. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be Losh?
0: Because <laughs> it was Josh then Leia. Sure. Okay. You see what I did? Yeah. I mean.
1: Via Audible on my iPad. Mm. If you guys have not listened or read the book, I think you would find it eye opening as it is a fictional yet very plausible account of the effects and aftermath of a major EMP. Wait, event. I didn't catch the title. Is it one second one after? One second after. Yeah,
0: I've I've yeah, I've read it.
1: I realize that it takes some time, even as an audio book listen, to get through it with your busy lives may be too difficult, but I guarantee you it will be an enlightening experience.
0: Highly recommended. And then go watch my video on the EMP trash can.
1: Long live the EMP trash can. <laughs> <That's>
0: a... <laughs> that was not planned. <laughs> but yes, that is OK. Um,
1: what is one second after? What's what's the gist? Is it a good listen?
0: Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I I don't remember most of it now. I I think God, how long ago did that come out? It's been out for a while, but it it uh, okay. There is a thing called an EMP that we're we've we've talked about this right. Like if you high altitude nuclear weapon, what? <laughs> right, creates an EMP burst. Does that, it come from a train? D- oh my God! <laughs> Could you? Oh no, I don't even. I don't even want to think about nuclear weapons on a train. That's a, That's way, how they'd have to be transported. No, that's what Russia did. So <laughs> yeah. we had the B-52s that would fly in like, air superiority. Russia's like, uh, what if we just put those on trains? <laughs> <laughs> and they would have trains just like flying around Russia with nuclear warheads on them.
1: Not getting derailed, though, huh? I mean, there's three a day in the U.S. How many a day must there be in Russia? I'm that's, a scary, that's a I'm scary. That's a scary aspect
0: it. of this whole thing. Uh, so one second after is talking about the collapse, if you will, of the infrastructure that we all love. And if you consider, literally, what Leia and I was talking about—cell phones, internet, all that stuff—well, just just consider when you look at this book. It's I don't know, like over a decade or more old, and how much things have changed and how much faster wow.
1: between March and June. Two thousand and twenty-two, at least sixty-three freight trains derailed in Russia. So that's March, April, May. That's three months, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's less than us.
0: Mm-hmm. They're very train-heavy people, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ron signs off. W four O R H. Ron. Hey Ron. Thank you so much, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Uh. Sounds like everybody needs to go and give one second after a listen.
0: Uh, I, yeah, that 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 has made the rounds. Like, there's a lot of people who've read that slash listened to that. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a very good book. So yeah, check that out if you haven't.
1: The next email is titled EV Video and DX Commander, and this comes from our purveyor of Cougars Gold. Oh. Smoker extraordinaire, like, like not that kind of smoker, like cheese smoker, you know, like so many cigarettes. It, making f- flavors, smoke flavors permeate food.
0: Speaking of flavors, the man perpetually in the flavor country. <laughs>
1: Hello, Leia and Josh. First of all, I just want to say, Josh, you rocked it with your EV video.
0: Which one?
1: (laughs) Your balanced perspective on all different aspects was awesome. I love how you play devil's advocate with yourself seemingly all the way through. On top of teaching about agriculture, welding, etc., I also teach AP microeconomics. I love microeconomics.
0: A welder? For- that
1: no, that also talks. I could,
0: if you get your uh, forklift license, it would be unstoppable.
1: <laughs> what would you do with all the three things at once, though?
0: I, that's like, um, what do they call that? Like a Renaissance man? Yes. Like where you just you can do so
1: many. He's things. a modern rogue. Oh,
0: the, the literally that channel is based on that concept that yes. you're just, you, you just are. It's it's not that you have to be the best. It's that you are just competent. Right. Being competent is what I strive to be in just all the things I like to touch. Is just just strive to be competent. Right? I just think that's such a worthy goal. There's so many interesting things in this world. It's true. And to attain competency, it's like, oh, feels so good.
1: So, it's like the whole jack of all trades. A master, master of, of none, none, yeah, but I. Hate but that. oftentimes I hate that. better than a master of one. That's the full quote. You know that, right? It's taken. It is a sentence that mm-hmm. they have only taken a portion of. A jack of all trades yes. is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one.
0: Yes, I. I that's, uh, that's
1: Adam. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would, I would definitely put Adam in that.
1: Yeah. So Adam continues your explanation. Wait, of... which
0: Adam? You're you're talking to Kark? Well, all no. the Adams. How many Adams do we? Know Adam Corum. Are... Uh, but Adam. I would also go Kooks. Yeah, yeah, go Kooks, Adam. Yeah. But also I would put K6A or K in that.
1: For I wasn't sure. even talking about Kark. Well, no, I'm just thinking about. You're just that. always thinking about yeah, Kark. Just... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Adam's coming to the camp out. I know. <laughs> yeah. Really looking the forward. It's the only way I was going to do your, it. He's going to make your birthday happen. You may, we made He's going to
0: bake my cake, he said in the oven.
1: <laughs> we made it as convenient as possible for Adam it's to like, come. I don't, I don't know. Like, could you come to my birthday party? I don't... I'm going to make it really close to your house. It's like
0: in your backyard. It's, you're just like...
1: it's really far from my house. But
0: <laughs> We're just going to... like. Uh we're not like desperate or anything but <laughs> you could like see my birthday party from your house.
1: Adam has been so helpful though. He's Actually, like he's he sent like like hike recommendations. He's like if you need me to bring up any of the food or like haul anything up, I'm there to help. I'm like man, Adam, you're amazing.
0: Oh, he is. He's yeah. the best.
1: It like his middle name is Hand Hewn, you know
0: (laughs) I did not know that about Adam. Do you
1: want no, it's a joke. (laughs) Thank you. Assume that I'm with you on the ride. Just assume. Assume that I'm here. You just have such a respect for Adam. (laughs) You'd be like, that makes sense? He's living up to his name. Oh my stars. (laughs) All right. Your explanation of the economics of it was on point. It reminds me of many other markets, GMO versus non-GMO, organic versus conventional, HD DVD versus Blu-ray, and the list goes on. The question that popped into my brain while watching, just about the only one you didn't answer in the Mm -hmm. course of the video, is how do the batteries do in cold weather? Is there a big difference? I assume the truck is. is smart enough to let you know what the range is like you said in your video and it takes temperature into consideration
0: so oh man
1: josh cannot speak to this and if he tries to speak to this it would be really disingenuous no
0: no it's it no it's it's totally fine Um, because no
1: we have not experienced cold weather no i i
0: can talk talk. about this let me let me okay
1: now you're talking out of your butt no I'm, (laughs) i'm
0: citing references all right. Th- there is a YouTube channel, Hoovy's Garage, made a video about his day with the um, the F-150 Lightning, okay. right? Okay. And he left it out all night, didn't charge it, didn't have it plugged into a charger, got up in the morning, drove his kids to school, did some kind of out and back run to the garage and come back and, and all that stuff. And he had about like just straight up a 50% loss on the battery that was stated when he got in it. OK,
1: a 50 percent loss,
0: 50 percent straight off the top. OK,
1: from the cold,
0: from the cold. OK, Rah. so he- here's where I want to add a bit of spice to this whole discussion. If you take the same situation for an internal combustion engine and you add that level of cold to it, you will decrease its efficiency. Fifty percent
1: by fifty percent. Yes. No. Yes. yes. I know there's like fuel shrinkage when in cold, but you, not.
0: You got to factor all of it in, all of it. So,
1: in but tr- not by fifty yes. percent, my yes. guy. Yes. No. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay, H- hear me out. Gasoline engines are to begin with thirty percent efficient. 30%. The remainder of the energy that is stored in gasoline is lost in heat. The average internal combustion engine is 30% efficient, meaning it takes the energy, the potential energy out of gasoline and converts it into actual usable energy to the tune of 30%. There are there are internal combustion engines that get closer to 40% and there are even better engines, but those are like science lab engines to to see what the maximum level is. So Ford, literally after Whovi's Garage video, released a, a memo talking about what to do with the lightning in the cold weather environment. And so what they tell you to do is, if you can, have it in a garage that's a little bit warmer. But barring that, the best thing you can do is leave it plugged into your charger because what the charger does is it keeps the battery at the, the warmer temperature. And if you do that, then when you get in it and the truck warms the battery up to the operating temperature, you don't lose as much mileage. Because okay. if you think about it, okay, have you have you ever been in a situation where you're in a really cold environment and you try to like pull out your phone and the battery's dead?
1: No, I try to invo- avoid really cold environment.
0: right. So it's the same concept
1: avoiding the really cold environment no that if you're
0: in a cold environment your batteries will die faster because it's cold the 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 composition of the battery is not going to last in that environment okay so the best thing you can do is just keep it warm
1: why did they used to tell people to put batteries in the fridge or the freezer Then
0: because those are again different composition that was like an alkaline battery ah versus a you know lithium battery or whatever okay right so different composition got to keep them warm the ford can actually so if you if you by the way i would totally recommend this i don't rec i don't do this because i i live in a warm warmer environment but if you do live in a a cold environment with the f-150 or any electric vehicle most of them will have like a schedule that you can put them on that will tell them hey this is about the time i would leave in the morning Mm -hmm. and what it'll do is like an hour beforehand, it'll warm the vehicle up to be ready for you, both internal in the cabin, like oh. the heater, the warm seats, all that. It'll do all of well, that.
1: that fancy.
0: It will do all of that plus warm up the battery. Because if you think about it, you, when you get in your vehicle and it's like ambient temperature, like negative 10 degrees, like in Canada or wherever. Mm-hmm. When you get in your car, what's the first thing you do? You crank the heater, you turn on the heated seats, you do all that stuff. Well, if you're doing that off the drive battery, it's immediately sucking all that mileage out of it. Right. But if you do that when the charger's still connected, it's using the charger to do it. Ah. Uh, so if you're charging at Mike home. Sands. Man, Mike Sands. Mike Sands. If you if you do all of that off the charger, then you've removed all that lost mileage right off the top.
1: Okay, that's that's right.
0: you know I mean it, yes it is an inconvenience that's that is an inconvenience of EVs, but that's just the reality of it. And the good thing about technology is we've got a workaround to a degree. You can wake up in the morning before you even get in the shower, turn the vehicle on. If you don't have the scheduled on time, turn the vehicle on from your phone, which most of them have now, like the like my truck does. Just turn it on, let it get warmed up, and just leave it. And then you get in it, it's all warmed up for you. It's done that all in the charger. No loss of battery at that point.
1: Cool. All right. Well, I hope that answered your question, Adam. Adam continues, on a different note, I have a DX Commander Classic plus 80 meters Good for you. that I will be setting up come my spring break time, trying to digest as much information about setup beforehand. Have watched as many videos of yours, Callum's, will watch Jason's if he builds it before me. Has he still not built it?
0: It's a trope now.
1: He's never going to build it.
0: Um, Jason has two tropes. The building of the DX Commander and getting his extra
1: jason's not an extra no these are very interesting things to like and by draw trope, a line in the sand on
0: no but by trope it's like it, it has become a thing that people have talked about enough that like now it has to be like a, a thing
1: well, now you know we know have I have mean? to get my extra before Jason does.
0: <laughs> you could. Hypothetically, you could. I bet if you get your general and, and, and then we just said, like, Leia's going to get extra before Jason, he'll get it immediately. Like, the next weekend. Be done. Oh, yeah. he knows every He knows all this stuff. Like, it's not a problem.
1: Are there any tips or tricks that you have learned about setting it up since you made your video to make sure it is better performing or just to make the setup easier?
0: Yes, um, temporary. Okay, so there, there's two, two big things to remember with the DX Commander. There's the first time, the first setup, and then there's the every time after that setup. The okay. first setup is when you're literally cutting wires. All right. So when you're literally cutting wires, like for the elements, you wanna be a little bit long and then while you're doing it make sure you're using like
1: but what if you're already starting out short you know? well
0: okay well hear me out where i'm going with this <laughs> use some kind of tape you know, like duct tape's fine but use something that's not like a permanent setup and don't go too crazy on setting up all the elements because what's going to happen is you're going to cut all the elements to dx commander's recommendations and you're going to get it up on the air and you're gonna put your antenna analyzer on it, you're gonna start looking at it, and you're gonna be like, oh my God, uh, there's there's all kinds of craziness, I gotta, I gotta adjust the elements. The problem is, is that the, the close proximity of all the elements, they're going to react to each other. So if you cut one really short, it's going to affect all the other ones to some degree. So my big recommendation is take your time, make small cuts on all the elements, And then retest it and do that over and over again. until That doesn't
1: sound easier.
0: No, it is over time because if you cut too much, then you've got to add it back on. Mm. Adding it back on, you don't want to do that, right? So cut everything a little bit long to his specs is what I, I would say cut to his specs. You don't need to step outside of that. But then take your time to walk all the elements in together. Like don't just go like I'm gonna cut the twenty now, boom, and then cut the twenty because then once you walk all the other elements in, they're all going to subtly react with each other, and and enough reaction is going to cause a big enough sway that all of a sudden that twenty that you made really good is going to be like oh it's not too good now, right? So kind of you work them all together, and then once you got them all good. Then go through the process of putting on the you know the clips and all the you know tension relief and strain relief that you would do, and that will be a you know a really really good performing antenna for you. Particularly the classic. The classic is it's a classic. It's a fantastic antenna.
1: It's, are you saying that it's like co classic?
0: Yeah, it is. It is like that. But <laughs> but seriously, take your time because it's it, it's only when I say take your time, I'm talking about like four or five hours. You know, and you could spread that over a weekend, and y- you will be very happy with the results if you take your time. I-, I promise you, you will be very happy.
1: All right. Good antenna. Well, Adam signs off. Thanks. I'm glad to hear you are all healthy again. Adam, W-A-7-C-U-G. Go Cougs. Thank you, Adam. Long time friend of the show. Very good. And local to some of the most delicious cheese
0: yeah we still Indian. have a we have a tin of cougar's gold we haven't tapped into yet i think i feel like it's our reserve cheese it is like emergency cheese it is our, like emergency it, is our it is our break tin if emergency cheese
1: it's like oh crack no. tin if there's if, i also have a wheel of parmesan <laughs> that i need to do something that with. has
0: taken over my entire ham shack fridge <laughs> You should. We should do something with that because I don't know that like is it fine? Yeah, it's in fine. a fridge?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's parmesan that's like it's fully encased in wax. So why does it need to be in my fridge? Well, cuz it's not shelf stable. Okay. It's fun just love it. Love on it. Talk to it a little bit love every day. Love on it? Yeah, just be like I'm going
0: to take it out of the bag and hey, just cheese. So see it. <laughs> <laughs> then I can call it big cheese. <laughs> That would be fun. <laughs> Maybe on the live stream, I'll pull it out. <laughs> it's a guest star of the, the stream. Hey, Big Cheese.
1: <laughs> I haven't opened that yet because I still have a portion of a block of Parmesan that my brother left here <laughs> that I'm not done getting through.
0: I've been eating some of it. It's good. Oh, that's, a, that's a, also a hidden tip for what? people. Uh, the Costco Parmesan. Yeah, it's, it's real Parmesan. It's real Parmesan.
1: Yeah. And you buy it in a big old brick. It's good. And then it's you real good. Shave it on everything. Shave it on your pizza, shave it on your pasta, k- kick some pieces of the rind into a soup. Maybe a little bit in your bathtub. No. <laughs> shave it on everything. <laughs> shave it on your kids while they're sleeping. <laughs> Just... Cheese dreams, babies. <laughs> What was the
0: uh Did you ever see that like textbook where it's like if you'd like to fascinate a woman, give her a piece of cheese? <laughs> you ever seen
1: that? No? Have you seen the cheese tax? The cheese tax, the cheese tax. <laughs> what? Have you not heard the cheese tax song? It's about dogs? What? Oh my god. Now I have to All right, here. Now I'm going to play it for you are we gonna get
0: probably i mean i don't, I don't even know
1: I, I don't know how oh.
0: if you don't what? have the energy oh. to deal with morning coffee oh. crowds, we're just now it's a, an, ad. an ad for another
1: <laughs> all right hang on are you looking up something while i'm looking up something
0: you may fascinate a woman by giving her a piece of cheese
1: what the cheese tax. You gotta pay the cheese tax. Every time you're cooking,
3: when the cheese comes out, this puppy comes looking. The rules are the rules, and the facts are the facts. And when the cheese drawer opens, you gotta pay the tax. The
1: cheese, <laughs> tax.
0: The when che- the tre- cheese tax.
1: When the cheese drawer overwind. opens, you like- gotta pay the tax.
0: What is the cheese tax? You gotta eat some?
1: You gotta give some to the dog.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a dog? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: the other um the other thing that cracks me up is like Instagram is in love with this concept of like th- th- when you're awake at three a m mm-hmm. and you're trying to eat something mm-hmm. just a handful of shredded cheese
1: that's the only way you can eat it
0: I mean, I guess, yeah,
1: either shredded cheese goes in a dish or it comes out in the middle of the
0: night <laughs> it goes on tacos or yes, you eat it. By the, By hand the handful. <laughs> yeah. By a dirty grip.
1: I don't actually do that because no. I have like whole pieces of cheese.
0: That That is the one URL I've hung on to and I don't know why I hang on to it. What? Shredded cheese for breakfast.
1: What is that?
0: Or sh- shredded cheese for dinner. It was a weird URL you wanted when we had young children. What? I still have this URL.
1: What are you? yeah yes are you telling me you own a site that's called shredded cheese for dinner
0: or breakfast i think it's breakfast
1: are you serious
0: yeah i have the url (laughs) you
1: have been paying for this for near decade Mm,
0: not a decade but maybe five years
1: What was my plan for that? I have no idea. Was it a conversation that we we had when we were tipsy or something?
0: Probably. And you were like,
1: your wish is my command. (laughs) Yes. My my queen. My queen. (laughs) Here you go. Any URL you want shall be
0: yours. (laughs) What's the the dumb blog that you can load on anything?
1: What if you spelled it wrong?
0: probably did
1: <laughs> no wonder
0: nobody's asking me about this hot url that i <laughs> what's the blog there? now i
1: feel like i should have a blog about kids recipes
0: what is that blog though? you can just get for free on like all your web hostings
1: wordpress wordpress yeah yeah
0: like I just i just figured you wanted to like wordpress it or something i don't know <laughs>
1: Why would I want that when I already have a URL for my mom's stuff? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it was just like a thing that happened. I'm like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so here we are. Maybe we should give
1: it to Adam. <laughs> I I don't know that he wants that. We we Adam let us know. <laughs> Adam's like. Cougar's Gold doesn't make shredded cheese. It's cheese curds only. (laughs) All right. The next email is titled FM car antenna on two meters. And this is from Chris. My daily driver is a 1969 Chevy Nova. I'm not willing to put a second antenna on the car and was intending to use the FM antenna with a matching unit for at least two meters, if not also 440. I've done some searching and have been unable to find where anyone else has tried this. Mm. I've built a lot of antennas and don't see any reason why I cannot make a simple pie network to match the 31 inch whip. Any thoughts on this? I had no problems drilling holes in my pickup 76 K20. Mm -hmm. That does get used as a truck.
0: I don't know, man. I I think if you got a good muscle car like a Nova, you could. Josh put a, is like really into classic yeah. cars. Yeah, you you could put a mag like, you could put a mag mount on like the trunk lid or the roof, and you could have a big like, you know, huge whip, and just fold that sucker over and just use that on HF. Um, you're only going to get like mono band out of it, but oh, ah, yeah, that's super cool. I love, yeah, I love. I love muscle cars. I love well. I love uh, American muscle, and I also love like Japanese cars from the early seventies and whatnot. Okay, so yes, this this is a thing. You you can use a transverter, I guess, to get or or uh, a matching network to to make the antenna work on VHF UHF. The the problem, which you you may have already worked out in your head, is that two meters and seventy centimeters don't necessarily line up with the FM broadcast frequencies. So even if you made a, a matching network for it, like the antenna is just not really designed to be effective in that space. And further, it it's it's not that difficult, particularly on an American muscle car. It's just so much metal. That you you can't just have like a lip mount that you put on the trunk lid or trunk lid is probably where you'd go running up through the back seat. Really, really, super easy. The, the, these cars are so easy to work on. It's it's not going to do any damage at the end. You you don't have to mess with the finish at all. I did I did multiple videos on talking about how to set up mul- uh, mobile radios in any car, but um, I. I think just go get go get a lip mount and put up a VHF UHF antenna. It's not going to look out of place on a muscle car. People are going to be like, "Oh, it's a CB antenna." Like it's gonna, it's gonna fit in. It's gonna be fine. I, I would encourage you not to mess around with the FM radio or that antenna or anything like that. This it's probably not the answer you want to hear, but I know that the performance is going to be much better if you just go with. An antenna for two meters and 70 centimeters. I hope you think about that as a piece of advice. Hopefully. I hope. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe email me back.
1: All right. Well, Chris signs off. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Whichever format, they're all great. Vape on. (laughs) Chris, KR4 easy. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Thank Thank you you for uh, listening to the podcast and hope that the news that Josh delivered did not disappoint you too much
0: uh, he's probably not happy right now <laughs> he's like I'm a resto mod guy it's
1: it's perfectly restored <laughs> oh.
0: yeah I don't want to put no more crap on my Nova I get it
1: the next email is titled quick reference guide and this is from Brian I'm very new to ham radio I've been watching so many videos that I'm getting confused oh you're very informative and great to watch. I watched one of your videos with Fieldcraft, and you talked about making a laminated quick reference guide for family, but I can't find it. I just purchased 15 15 Baofeng UV5Rs, UV5X, BF. 5.8 HP for family I'm looking into getting my GMRS and technician license Good for you My question is I would like to make a laminated sheet With instructions to give along with the radios On how to use if the lights go off Any help on a link Or if I can purchase from you Thank you for your time Look forward to learning more about ham from you
0: Well the first thing you gotta do is Stop watching any of these other YouTube channels (laughs) They make it too confusing you want my energy. That's what you're looking at. I'm just kidding. Um
1: you're like but all I watched were your videos. <laughs> <laughs> and you were super confusing. So yeah.
0: what's the deal? <laughs> okay. So I um I I think I replied to him because I think he emailed me directly too. So I am I am working on a new card. If you remember Leia the video you did years ago where you had the little case and you opened it up and the little card was there. Yeah, There's people who are still like trying to download that card sure and use it and all that stuff so i'm making a new version of that card and in fact i think it's it's most of the way done uh i'll make a video on it i i i think though and and i'm going to talk about this on the video you shouldn't depend on like me giving you a card right it should the be
1: information is in your head
0: no i know but <laughs> I guess no, I meant to Brian. I want to get the information in his head that, that he can make the card. Yes. Right? Th- that's the important thing. And yeah, sure, there's frequencies that we'll all share. But there are a ton of repeaters that are only in your area that you would need to add to this card, particularly the repeaters that are like self-sustainable, like they have solar or generators or whatever. You want to add those to your own card and... Because of the nature of VHF UHF, I I just don't know what those frequencies are because they're all line of sight. So because of that, we're gonna I'll I'll try and work through and explain how you can modify this card to make it more appropriate for you know you and all that. Uh, I think that's you know what how the angle I'm gonna take on this. So yes, it's coming. I don't have one right now that I can point you to, but. I I appreciate the comment and feedback and I will work on something like that. So yeah, I appreciate that email.
1: Great. Brian signs off. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. All right. And now it's time.
0: It's the final email. You know, it's always a little sad when, when it's the final email. Why? Because I feel like our time talking to each other is like over and then next week I'll see you again. What? We just don't talk like this, you know, like normally. So it's always like really a sad. Yeah, a little bit. I yeah. feel like we talk all the time. And we do, but it's not like this. Like, you know, like
1: Oh, you mean kid free? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're always talking with a little bit of boy chaos energy coming. Yeah. Just like <laughs>
0: constant insanity.
1: Or we're when we're about to sleep and we're both like Way too tired.
0: (laughs) Yeah, everyone's too tired. Nobody's happy.
1: I'm happy when I go to sleep because I get to lay down next to you. Well played. Thank you. Yeah, Good job. Yeah. The last email has no subject.
0: Good. Oh, going in hot. (laughs) Here we go.
1: And it reads, let's see if I can make my little gloat in time for this week's podcast as of 6.40 p.m. on March 8th. That was the what? last time we got an email. I am now KK7G S R A G.
0: Nobody's fighting Let's for the last spot up. anymore. That's you made it.
1: Well, congratulations. congratulations. Um he, he said it was sent on March 8th, but in fact it was sent on um March 9th. What a liar. <laughs> if that's if that was confusing for anyone.
0: I'm confused
1: well huge congrats and uh, on being the last email and mm-hmm. getting your general
0: yeah well I think that's it that's it? that's it
1: are you going to cry about it? yeah I'm going to go oh, I'm, no. I'm, getting little, I'm getting a little sad <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding
0: well thank you everybody for listening to the podcast we have a lot of fun making it and the fact you listen means a lot to us 73.
1: 73.